Welcome to the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Oliver Manalise. On this show, we explore practical insights to help you live a life you love, do work that matters, and make an impact on the world around you. Here, we are explorers of possibility. What becomes, possi- what becomes possible when you reclaim your power, unlock your potential, and align with your purpose? What difference could it make in this world? I'm so excited to lean into the edge of possibility with you with each and every episode, and this one is no different. Today, I am joined by the wonderful and powerful Zach Langlois. He is the... Did I just pronounce that properly? You did. You did. All yeah. right. Yeah, nice. Zach Langlois. He is the host of the Nucleus podcast a show where he interviews leaders, entrepreneurs, and healers to have nuanced conversations in the pursuit of truth and an exploration of what it means to live well. Zach, with the vision of playing a more integral part of the food chain, is also the owner and founder of Ontario Farm Box, a company dedicated to delivering grass-fed, free-range, and sustainable, sustainably farmed meat right to your doorstep. If you hang out with Zach for more than five minutes, you'd realize he's always on the move. He's stretching, doing breathing exercises, randomly deep squatting. You'll likely bump into him on his Instagram, which is zach.nuc, either hiking through the woods with his dog or his young growing family, whipping around 20-pound maces as he does, (laughs) whipping up jars of honey since he is an avid beekeeper distilling i'm not sure if that's the right word to put it but distilling some kimchi yeah is that one way to put it searing steaks discussing the necessary healing of the divine masculine and feminine taking dips in his reimagining of a deep freezer into his very own cold plunge and uh, this these reasons and for many of the reasons i have actually named him 2020's most interesting man award Zach is a dear friend. He's someone who I respect and admire, and uh, I, I, I trust him with my life. I trust myself to be vulnerable around him. Even just the other day, I was in tears talking about my cat who just we just had to put down, and uh, he's an incredible human being, a young father and husband and a leader. Zach, man, I'm so excited to have you be the first guest of the Heart of Leadership. I'm super honored, man, and uh, thank you for this invite. I'm I'm looking forward to the conversation. Right, I think, um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll take all of the um, uh, the love that you just threw at me there, and and I, I appreciate it. I receive it, uh, you know. And, and the same for you, brother. I've I've been uh, just really um, enamored by the way that you kind of conduct yourself as a as a human being and someone that's uh, you know deeply invested in uh, my life, and and I appreciate that immensely. So I'm really looking forward to having a conversation and you know maybe we'll go for a cold plunge afterwards <laughs> <laughs> i uh i don't look forward to that although i i mean i'm not i'm not uh, a newbie when it comes to it i mean i love going to the scandinavian spa i've i've filled my bathtub with ice but uh, it doesn't make it any easier every time no. like it's just one of those things where you're just like all right i'm gonna take find something to bite on and then i'm gonna jump in <laughs> yeah yeah without a doubt <laughs> so um what what really b- kind of stood out when we first met was I think f- one of the first conversations that we ever had. You had an on it hat on, yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, interesting. And then we started talking about breathing, like Wim Hof. We started talking about psychedelics. We started talking talking about masculinity, 
and I think this was like a, I think it was like a, a Boxing Day uh, get together, like a like a like a family get together, uh, and it's the first time that we're meeting, and I knew that we had a ton in common immediately from the podcasts that we listen to, the books that we read, and I'm just like, ah, all right, I see you, man, I I totally see you, and so since since that point, you know, we've had a lot more opportunities to really connect and get to know each other and support each other and kind of bounce ideas off of each other. And one of the things, like, I mean, like I said, in your intro, you're an interesting man. You have your hands in so many different things. I can't even believe, uh, just the, the range of, of fascinations that you have that make you feel alive that, uh, you have like a, you're, 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 you have a relentless pursuit of acquiring wisdom in all these different areas. I would love to know where did that come from? Like, because one of the things that I do want to talk about today is the evolved man, you know, the, yeah. the evolution of masculinity, because I know it's something that's really close to your heart as well. But I would love to know what what do you think about your history, about your story, about your upbringing has you so open and have this this wide range of influences and curiosities and has you be the the man that you are yeah um that's a great question i mean i I think for my journey um you know i've had uh certainly some some interesting you know twists and turns in life um you know but as far as where the root comes you know, my, my initial curiosity, I think, would, would come from a place of, you know, when I grew up, uh, first of all, probably a little known fact, so I was, I was actually homeschooled. And so one of the things that at a very early in young age, uh, you know, my parents really pushed um, through the avenue of homeschooling. They gave me this opportunity that basically said, look, you know, school and education is going to be an integral part of, of what you do. And, and absolutely it was right. My, my mom was a fantastic um, you know, educator. She's an educator by, by profession. And so that was a huge priority. But in addition to that, there was sort of this... Um, uh, you know, there, there was this, um, uh, uh, standard set of curiosity, pursuing passions, you know, uh, making space for doing those types of things in your life. And so probably, you know, if I think back, you know, to an early childhood days, you know, that, that's, that's where that's coming from, right? It, it, I grew up in an environment where I had space to explore and to be curious about life. Then as I, you know, kind of continued, you know, through adolescence, um, you know, quite honestly, school was not my thing. You know, I found myself really just kind of banging my head against a desk most days and, uh, you know, came to a point in my life where, you know, I, I, I wasn't on the, the, the university track to spend the next four five, six years of my life, you know, doing, you know, a university education. And at that point in my life, you know, th- there was actually, there was actually a bit of a low point, you know, and, and sort of that frustration as a young adolescent seeing, you know, your friends have all this, you know, really defined purpose about what they're doing and they're off to university and they've got this track and that track in, in life. And, and so that, uh, for me, I, you know, it actually sort of set me back, right. And put me in a relatively, you know, dark place as a, as a, you know, young growing man thinking to myself, what the heck am I going to do in life? And there was a moment, you know, I, I battled with that question for, for a long time, tried a couple of different, you know, avenues from a, from a business perspective, which were fulfilling to me, um, started to get a bit of a, a vision and a lens to understand that I could create something that ha- was outside of sort of the fundamental, uh, or, or standard track of, you know, uh, graduate, 
high school, get into university, do your four, five, six years, you know, get, get a job on you go. Right. And I think there, there was, there was a, a pretty intentional moment after I'd sort of come out of a, a bit of a slump in that way where I set a, a standard for myself to be a seeker and to be a, a, someone who was in constant pursuit of learning. And I, 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 you know, I sort of said to myself, look, if I can't take the traditional road or the traditional road isn't for me, this one of, you know, a university education and, and this type of thing, I'm going to need to figure out how to educate myself outside of that, right? And think differently about how I educate myself and, and how I see the world and how I pursue, you know, passions. And so, yeah, I think, I think in a nutshell, that, that was probably a pretty defining moment for me as a, as a young guy that was, you know, probably 17 or 18 years old where I, you know, made that as a, a conscious choice for my life. And, um, you know, ever since then I have, uh, sort of, you know, been in, in pursuit of, of that. And it's a, it's a driver for me to make sure that I, you know, uh, never lose my, my edge in that way that I'm always kind of, you know, pu- pushing myself to learn and explore and, um, and, and be on the front lines of, of what it means for me to, to live well. One of the things that I really love about the fact that you started so early is that I know for the majority of us, we fall into that that kind of pre-planned track, like you said, and we kind of we end up moving towards that track and propelling our lives in this 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 idea of what we think we're going to become, and it becomes so singular focused that you you hit a certain point where you're like all right i've i've created all these successes and i've made it so to speak but my identity is really it's all tied up and wrapped up into this one thing this career or yeah. this job or this title or whatever whatever it is and and i find that when that falls apart when that breaks down you really have nothing to stand on because your sense of self your sense of identity hasn't been diversified with all these other interests and all these other pursuits that, you know, that, that fill you up, that fill your cup. And that's, that's so cool that you found that out as, you know, in an early age. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I, I, I'll be, be candid with you. I mean, it's not, you know, that, that, that wasn't the ending point. It's not, you know, it's not like I just decided, well, I'm going to be a, a person of curiosity and I'm never going to, you know, find a, a breaking point in, in my life or get wrapped up in my identity you know, forevermore. Right. Uh, you know, I went through, um, certainly in my, my early twenties, I found, um, a track on the, uh, sort of the career side of my business working in, in the supply chain world where, um, you know, my, my ego and my identity were absolutely directly related to my, uh, uh, objective success. Right. And, and there was a period of my life where, um, you know, I, I, I single-handedly focused on this one goal of, here is the the moniker of success that people put on a, a young man in society. I need to push for that, right? It's got to be the car. It's got to be the you know the the the, the suits and the, the fancy clothes and the in you know, just a certain way of carrying yourself and and being that version. And and man, like I pursued that in life for for you know a period of time, and and it, it's not up until you know or, you know really recently that I have um, worked through redefining what that what that means in life. Cause I think you're absolutely right. We get in this track, um, that says this is the version of success or this is how the world is going to see you as successful. 
get that at all costs. We have this rise and grind kind of mentality in our culture. And, and while that serves in some areas, I think, of, of life where you need that mentality and that singular focus, um, you know, I, I think for most of us, we'll, we'll actually find ourselves hitting that wall, hitting that, that breaking point where um, the thing that we've been pursuing is not in line, was never truly in line with what our calling and our true purpose was in life, but we allowed the external influences that are, are, you know, kind of cultural norms and, you know, family pressures or, or societal pressures, um, to be a certain thing, uh, to, to steer our behavior. Right. And, and, and we allow then the ego to find identity with that and, and just kind of take over this over overwhelming track where you get stuck. And, and so I've, I've certainly, I've found myself there. So by, by no means is this, uh, you know, something where I just said, oh, I'm going to be a curious person and forevermore. That was it. Right. So would you describe it almost like there was a period where some of that kind of was shelved and then you became singular focused on this success track? Yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be a good way to put it. Right. Like, I mean, shelved, I think blinded, right. Because and, like forgot about it for a little bit. Well, I mean, maybe, probably. A good I mean, it's always there. I mean, like the, the experiences and the wisdom that you gain is is always there. But I mean, I, I totally get that when you are so committed to a specific outcome and you're looking at it, I'm going to achieve this at all costs. Then, you know, some of those lessons, some of those learnings, they we don't we forget to continue to integrate them as part of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think probably if I think about it on a more of a, uh, esoterical or like a spiritual lens, right. And I, I mentioned sort of the concept of the ego, right. And that's, that's something that's been really prevalent for me to help understand, um, uh, this, whether we, whether we call it, we put it, you know, we put our, our, our true selves on, on the shelf or, or however we want to define that. Um, but I think certainly, you know, my understanding of the ego has helped me frame this really well in that, um, you know, there's sort of the, there is the unconscious version of Zach that is susceptible to all kinds of fear, social pressures, uh, expectations, um, uh, just, you know, a definition of what life should look like. Um, and then there is the, the true or the conscious being of who I am. Right. And, um, my journey has taken me to, to really be in pursuit uh, of that conscious version of myself. So there have been periods of my life, and I like to think about this as there's been periods of my life where, um, you know, I've really pursued unconscious uh, uh, parts of myself, right? And um, that ego has has driven me, and sh and unfortunately, in in the very short term, given me some success in in pursuing, you know, the unconscious um, side that that like I say, is susceptible to, to a lot of these things in, in, in our lives. Um, but truly that was out of alignment with my conscious or my true self who Zach really is. Um, and, and so really it's a, uh, it's a constant struggle for me to, to continue to, to fight for that guy. Um, but that's the guy that I, that I want to be in, in, in pursuit, uh, and, in, and in, I'm in pursuit of. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know, I don't know if that answers your question, but so what was it that led to you kind of coming back to that pursuit? Yeah. So you're, so you're, folk, you're kind of more, and there's nothing wrong with it, so, you know, being driven by the ego, uh, unless you feel that your life is meant to be in more alignment with some other greater purpose or, or value. Um, and I think that we kind of need to have a little bit of both. 
But like, was what was that moment of truth for you where you're just like, oh, wow, this isn't working for me? Yeah, I can I can take you right to the moment. Um, I was uh, sitting in the waiting room of a customer's uh, office in Montreal. Uh, I had been on the road for, gosh, probably weeks at a, at a time at this point. Um, and I was sitting there waiting to take the next run of the mill meeting that I, that I had that day, right? And like nothing out of the ordinary. It was just the next thing on the road trip. And, um, and I got hit by what I can only describe as, as, as just a Mack truck worth of stress and anxiety that all manifested itself in that moment as uh, a loss of breath. My heart was racing. I'm dizzy. I'm seeing stars. Man, I thought I was having a heart attack. Right? So was this like a panic attack? It, it, well, now that now my understanding of it now is is yeah, absolutely it was. Right at the time, I you know I have no frame of reference. And this is the really interesting thing is that you know when when you identify with your ego, your ego can carry you to 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 a, an incredible extreme right and so i'm sitting there going no like i am not an anxious person i'm not i'm not susceptible to stress i couldn't have a breakdown this is this is ridiculous this is not me this is not who i am and and probably if you would ask anybody that i know each one of them would also agree and say you know zach's probably the least anxious person you've ever met right but here i am here i am sitting in this you know uh, lobby of a of a prospective customer uh literally thinking that i'm about to die and so, you know, very fortunately, I was able to find... What was like, leading up to that? Like, what was the the one, two, three months leading up to that moment? Yeah, certainly a season of life that, um, you know, was was pretty chaotic. Uh, I had just accepted a, a senior leadership role within uh, my company um, and uh, really was tasked with uh, right-siding um, what was at that point a really struggling uh, business. We had just gone through a, a number of, of uh, large transitions and so been brought onto the leadership team to, you know, kind of really help uh, right that ship. And, and you know, that really entailed, a, 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 you know, a gauntlet of, um, you know, business travel and, and you know, just, just meeting after meeting after meeting. Uh, and, and, yeah, yeah, put, put me in a place that, um, as I understand it now, just was a, a constant fight or flight stress response to the working world, right? Um, and and yeah, so you know, you you, you compile those. You know, actually, I think it was, it was probably longer. It's probably about a year's worth of of that stress that you know is just surmounting and surmounting. And there was. And no, were you doing any any stress management during that time? Like, were you working no. out? Were you eating well? Were you making sure you got sleep? Not, not consciously, right? I mean, I, I'm fortunate in that I have always had a baseline of, of physical exercise, uh, you know, as an athlete, as a young, young guy, um, and, and had that as a, a passion of mine. And so I think probably that kept me alive longer than, uh, you know, lo longer than I would have otherwise, but no, certainly not consciously, right? Like, you know, all the, all the nights out enjoying the party life and enjoying the, the good life and, and not, not a real, you know, conscious concern about my diet or, or, you know, and, and fortunately, yeah, like doing some, some physical exercise, going to the gym and, and whatever as, as a baseline. Um, but, but nothing, nothing intentional that way. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and so, so, so yeah, you know, I'm left, I'm left in this moment, which, so, so that, that moment of, of, you know, just, just sheer panic and stress, um, launches for me, what became roughly about a year and a half worth of, uh, exploration into what the heck was wrong with me. Right. I, I put this, this, you know, onus on myself, like you're sick, 
something's wrong with you. And I kept getting, you know, they might not have been that extreme, but little, little panic moments, which would, you know, set in and, and I'd have, you know, loss of breath and, you know, just not able to, to really, you know, kind of regain myself and, and compose myself in situations, still continue to travel, uh, you know, like, like a madman for work. Did you just work on top of that? Yeah. Just yeah. kept going. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have, was, did you share, share it with anybody? Did anybody, uh, recommend or advise that Zach, man, you should just tap the brake a little bit. You know what? Slow down. I'm very fortunate in that I have a uh, community of uh, relationships, good, good quality relationships that were able to support me. Um, and, and absolutely they, they were there for me to, to sort of, you know, add counsel and, and whatnot. But I, I don't think any of them even had a, a true lens of what was going on because neither did I, you know, neither did I, I was, I was sitting here, I was seeing doctor after doctor doing, you know, all kinds of heart monitor tests and breathing tests and blood work and, you know, just, just trying to figure out why am I feeling this way? Never once truly thinking, man, you're stressed. Your, your body is, is just responding to just absolute, you know, dumps of, of, of stress hormone every single time that you walk into, you know, these, these high pressure situations, right? I had no context to it. Um, you know, but then fast forward, you know, going through about a year and a half of, of exploration, I started to turn on to, um, you know, things like meditation, breath work and meditation uh, to me had always been um in my life in 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 a very kind of small way I, I knew the concept of kind of sitting there with your eyes closed and taking a few breaths and relaxing the brain and and i had done a little bit of yoga which had introduced me to that concept a few times as well but you know truly uh never thought about that in context of of healing yourself right and and i started to come across a few of the names that you you've already mentioned right guys like you know aubrey marcus and kyle kingsbury through the the on it program and uh wim hoff from from a breathwork mm, perspective paul check paul check a transformative uh you know guy that that i turned on to in, in my life and um you know got you know a few of these names started to to come up as i was you know looking and literally spend nights just googling symptoms you know <laughs> Um, and, and always, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm fortunate in that. I always knew that the, you know, walking into a doctor's office and having them prescribe you some sort of antidepressant or anti-anxiety medication, I knew that wasn't the right choice, you know? And so I fought that I had people to suggest that, right? Without a doubt, I had people suggesting, well, man, you wasn't right to, for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and they, they were, they were saying, oh man, just take this pill and it all goes away kind of thing, you know? And I, and that just didn't sit well with me, right? I, I, I chose not to go down that road. I chose... Why do you think that is? Uh, why do I think what, which... Yeah, why do you think that wasn't the route for you? There was probably some sort of, um, you know, innate understanding that a pill was not going to solve... Um, mm -hmm. you know, some, some larger problem. Um, you know, I, can't, I don't, I don't know if I could put my finger on exactly why I didn't know that that wasn't the right thing, but there, there was a knowing, like there mm -hmm. was an understanding that said, no, you need to, um, you need to look at this differently. Go deeper, you go deeper. There's something, there's something here. Right. Um, and, and you have the ability to unpack it, uh, you know, and, and a pill is not going to solve that. That's going to be a band aid solution. Right. right. So I couldn't put my finger on that necessarily, but there, there was something kind of down there and probably as I, as I understand it now, probably more of that, you know, that, that conscious calling, uh, on, on, you know, uh, that we have in, in life to, to understanding that there's, there's more, you know, mm -hmm. however you want to you know, kind of word I, that. 
I think it's important because you're in a very critical time in your life where, you know, small little decisions like that can have a huge effect on where you end up six to 12 months from that point. And I think it speaks to who you are and why you are who you are to, you know, to make a decision like that. I mean, there's, there's definitely uh, moments and cases where it's, it's necessary, I think, to take, to take uh, medication, but def- definitely if that was me and when I've had moments like that, that's kind of the thinking that I had was, is there some other root cause that I'm not looking at? Is there other work, other considerations uh, to, to take into account to, that, that might address the, this, the symptom? You know, the, the panic attack is an after effect. This is the consequence of something that's, that, that's occurring at a deeper level. Um, and, and we need to shine some light on that. And if I can get a handle on that, then maybe some of these after effects like, like a panic attack would begin to subside. And I think there's just a, a certain way of thinking that I believe gets you to those types of decisions that for some of us, we just, it's kind of obvious, you know, like I think for you, the reason why the question is maybe bizarre, it's that it's, it's obvious to you at that time, but we don't we don't consider that there is a process that we go through internally and it happens like sometimes very very quickly that has us make these kinds of choices i don't know what do you think about that yeah absolutely absolutely i mean i think there's um in in our in our society there's sort of a default uh to taking the pill right uh you can you can head to the you know shoppers drug mart and and grab the quick fix and and really a lot of our um you know society in the in the 21st century has has driven us towards quick fit quick fix, quick hit. Uh, you know, I need, I need a, a bandaid solution, right? I need the Google solution to my, my issues. And we've steered away from, um, you know, sort of, I, I would call it maybe like a, some, some ancient, you know, practice around, around getting in and, and doing the work and, you know, really kind of pursuing, you know, the, the core issue, right. We're always looking for the, for the quickest and, and the, you know, the, 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 the most efficient way that we can get to uh, an answer in, in life. And, um, unfortunately when it comes to, you know, things like stress, that, that doesn't exist, right? That doesn't exist. It's, it, we, we don't have an opportunity to just pull a lever and say, okay, I'm better again. Right. Yes, we may be able to take a pill that will, you know, solve a problem for 15 minutes or, 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 or two days, you know, worth of, worth of anxiety. But at the end of the day, you're still left with the root cause. And, and so I think that was really sort of my thought process around that was, or my, my calling towards that was thinking, no, there's, there's something else here. We need to get to the heart of it in order to, you know, be able to, to, to solve the issue and, and the, um, you know, what, what the, the, the doctors were telling me, which wasn't, it, it wasn't clicking. Right. And, and, and the, even the, the, the tests themselves, you know, like somebody hooks me up to a heart monitor and says, no, man, you're, you're healthy as a horse. Uh, but I don't feel that way. Right. Right. So what is that? <laughs> and this is so relevant because we are in the middle of a mental health crisis. And I, I believe that it's only going to get worse with people separate separated from their family from the people that they love who have lost their you know their financial positions they've lost jobs or businesses Uh, i think we are in a situation where the tools that you began to explore in that year and a half that that kind of 
began this new chapter of your life, I think it's so important because it's really, we, we're in the midst of a lot of chaos and a lot of unknowns and in the midst of a lot of change and, and, and being very faced with the fact that there's so much that's actually not in our control. And depending on your upbringing and your relevant experience, that might be a lot. Well, I think that's going to be a lot for you anyways. But I think some of these tools and practices, it's really, from my perspective, you expand your ability to be with the change and the stress. It's not like the stress and the change and all these uncontrollables go away, but these tools and these practices enable you and empower you and expand you so that you can take them on, so that you can be with it, so that you can handle it. Um, would you Would you align with that? Yeah, absolutely. No, I think we're at a time where, um, you know, people and given the current health climate and the you know, sort of the restrictions that we've had to take from a social distancing perspective, um, you know, I think people are, are really faced with their own mortality. Um, and that's uh, causing people to really, you know, kind of kind of question their uh, state of being and their their state of health, right when they're faced with, uh, you know, sort of this this current health climate. And so I think, you know, absolutely sort of the practice of, of getting back to the basics, right, there are some fundamentals of wellness that exist that we can um, pursue, but, but they take they take thinking a little bit differently and thinking a little bit counterculturally about how you're going to live your life, right? It's, it's, it's moving away from technology, right? It's, 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 it's being more um, intentional about listening to uh, your your body and listening to yourself and not not seeing things through the lens of a of an app you know to tell you what to do or um, you, you know or tell you what to eat you know and and so I think um, yeah I absolutely resonate with that in that I I think we're really coming through to a a new level of uh, sort of social awakening around what it means to be healthy and unfortunately as with you know most. Uh, uh, pivotal moments of change in our lives, it comes from a moment of facing an incredible amount of challenge, right? Where people wake up in the morning and they're scared for their health, they're scared for their well-being, and um, and and when when we're faced with these things, it's it's a moment for us to evolve, right? I, I truly see, and I, I don't want to. I mean, I think it's important to to state that I don't want to. Uh, uh, undermine or, or or not acknowledge the fact that there are a lot of people that are genuinely hurting uh, right now from being in social isolation and maybe don't have the you know the uh, resources and, and and tools available to them because they are you know maybe in um, situations that uh, you know would would be somewhat oppressive to, to them in in, in the current climate. Um, so I, so I think I want to have a lot of you know empathy and understanding for meeting people where they're at. Um, but I. But I don't necessarily think that that negates, <clears throat> excuse me, some some fundamentals, the pursuit of some fundamentals that um, come free at cost, you know, that that are, uh, you know, that that are able to sort of um, upregulate our, our baseline. And I truly do believe that we're in a moment of time where we're going to see a massive shift in the way that we think about our wellness, which I think is really exciting. So I think post first panic attack, post breakdown, that year and a half of exploration totally applies to so many of us who are in the the tornado that is 2020, I would I would love to know you know what were some of the biggest uh, the biggest breakthroughs? What were the most important uh, practices that you began to integrate into your life that that really like you, the way you put it upregulated your your baseline? Yeah, number one, breath by a a landslide. Expensive. Breath work. <laughs> yeah, cost too much. Right. I can't afford that, man. Right. 
<laughs> it's yeah yeah it's it's a really it's a really complicated thing to to you know get yourself into a very expensive hobby to take a, a deep breath <laughs> um you know but but hey we we joke about it we joke about it from the from a position of knowing right um but for someone that was in my situation where you know it was difficult to just take a breath the fact that i could and had that power at my at my disposal seemed a million miles away Right. And so I think the, the first thing for me was was certainly, uh, you know, the breath I discovered, you know, sort of through a combination of uh, uh, guys like Laird Hamilton and Wim Hof and, uh, you know, Aubrey Marcus and, and a few of these guys, um, uh, Paul Check, pursuing um, breath work and understanding some intentional breath work um, changed absolutely changed my life, right? It, it, it allowed me to um, gain better control of my mental capacity when I was in these situations. It allowed me to understand that, um, you know, really the fact that I, I, I would I would struggle with a shortness of breath problem was the antithesis of this this power that was sitting inside me to use my my breath and to and to feel present in a moment and to use that breath to drive that presence in my life. Right. And that was really just the the shadow or the antithesis of um, uh, of this this power that I held. Right. And so coming to a relationship with my breath through, you know, um, uh, pretty extreme, you know, pursuit of, of breath work was was absolutely fundamental what kind of breath work are you are we talking about here um so uh, you know there's a couple of different uh, ways to look at it i mean you can look at it sort of a standard you know pranayama uh you know type of yoga okay conscious breathing conscious conscious breathing um obviously the wim hof method has uh taken off just in terms of uh, you know uh, hi- hyper oxygenation you know and and the the 30 deep breaths and the and the long periods of breath hold um really a, a, a myriad of things but you know, more, moreover, just a sense of conscious breathing is, is probably the easiest way to put it, you know, being, becoming in conscious control uh, of my breath and my breath through movement as well. Um, yeah, those are probably at a very baseline. We, we could go on about breath work mm-hmm. and there's lots of different avenues to explore there for anybody that's kind of interested in that, that lens, but, um, yeah, big, big starting point there. Yeah. Great place to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Breathe, just breathing, breathe, be with your breath, be with your breath. Yeah. There's always yeah. another breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it's, it, like I say, it's, it, uh, for, for people who are in a, a, a scenario of stress, that might seem like a, a solution that feels a million miles away. Right. But there was a, uh, there was a learning process to coming to that, that, that point and, um, understanding that breath represented a barometer of how I was feeling internally. Right. And, and using that to notice that when, when my breath leaves me, that's essentially my my presence leaving me as well right that that's me living on either side of the present spectrum right i'm either you know pursuing into some future unrealized reality that i'm that i've created for myself or i'm living in some sort of past tense uh you know life behind me and all that was represented for me personally through through my breath i could i could feel and and use again use that as a barometer to feel where i was at yeah i really like that it's it's use it as a barometer of where you're at. So just witnessing and noticing the quality, intensity, calmness, depth of each breath, and you'll get a sense of what your internal state is. And you could actually just noticing it and calling it out. It, it, it almost takes its power away. It's, it's, it allows you to regain control in a way. hundred percent. Just because most of us, we, we walk around and we don't really have, a name for some of our states or we don't know how to tell when we have shifted from one state to the next 
And so the more intimate you are with your breathing and the quality and the pattern of your breathing, depending on what state you're in, when it happens again, you can actually call it out. You can say, oh, wow, like I need, you know, there, I'm, I'm in a moment where I'm highly stressed. I'm, I'm really tense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in fear mode. I'm in survival mode. And, uh, and, and the flip side is like, wow, I can be with my breath. I can tell that I'm more relaxed and I'm more calm, that I'm, I'm more present. And I think that's a that's such a simple thing that we could all do, and, and it really takes the stress level from like a, you know from a nine or a ten down to like a four or five within maybe ten breaths. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and like I mean, if if you're not someone that responds to you know sort of the the we'll call it the woo woo or the spiritual side of of you know living in in presence in your life. Let's talk about it on just a biological level. Simply, you know, the the biology of doing breath work, and there's lots of studies that you know you can go and check out. Lots of guys that are doing some some really cool stuff in this in this area. Um, but simply training ourselves to to deal with um, uh, higher higher levels of, of oxygen in our body, right? Uh, oxygenating our body at a, at a higher level than it's would be typically used to, and then and then actually using breath work to create. Um, uh, to create moments of artificial stress, you know, Wim Hof is a big proprietor of this in the breath hold. And from my understanding, the way that, that, you know, we go about this is as you're holding your breath, you are, you are essentially creating an artificial moment of stress for your body to deal with. Right. And your body doesn't, doesn't differentiate between the stress that you feel at the office, uh, when you're sitting in that, in that boardroom or, uh, you know, the stress you feel on your ride home from work when you're slamming on your horn, uh, you know, or when you're, when you're, you know, come home to a, to a, a chaotic, uh, you know, family situation, stress is stress in the body. Right. And so as we uh, do something like, you know, practice breath holds and, and, and force some of that artificial uh, fight, or, flight or fight response onto ourselves, we're able to actually condition our bodies to say, no, you're safe, you're okay. And so the next time that, you know, we see some of that, um, some of those stress, stress hormone responses come up in our bodies, we can recognize them and say, no, 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 we have the tools for this. And the tool lies in taking deep, full belly diaphragm level breaths love it man um so tell us where this led you on your path when you started to integrate some of these practices into your day-to-day life yeah you know i think uh the the journey for me since that point has been one of um you know coming to understand what uh the pursuit of living well means for me right and and understanding you know what the uh, what the core elements of of living well are for me as an individual right and i've broken those down into um you know practices around movement uh the recovery the nutrition and uh and sort of the we'll call it the the mental or the, the spiritual the mindfulness uh you know side of my life right and so when i think about those those four main buckets right um i've been able to uh you know pursue those in an intentional way um and start to kind of create systems uh, around you know how I how I turn those things into habits, um, and and yeah, I start to integrate those into into everyday life as well, right? Like there's there's a big difference between um, you know simply thinking about your wellness in a, in a container, right? The wellness doesn't just happen in the gym, right? Wellness doesn't just happen when you put some food on your plate that you know looks green and healthy, right? Um, you know, the, connecting those dots to what does it mean when I'm in the gym 
when I get home and I have more energy to be a better husband, a better father, uh, you know, a better friend, a more energetic, you know, business leader, right? And and starting to to tie those connections together, right? And say this is what wellness means in my in my day to day life, right? And taking it out of its its container of just the habit of having to do you know twenty push ups and go home. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's one of those things that we think that we can compartmentalize it, but it it spills out into all areas of our life. Like it is definitely a lifestyle. One impacts the others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All interconnected. Right. Mm-hmm. So what what kind of after effects were there? Like what what results did it start to create for you? Did you start did it change how you felt on a day-to-day basis? Did it change the results that you were able to produce? Did you find yourself to be more productive, more present, more creative? Uh, did it open you up to new questions to ask about, like, where, where do I want my life to go now? I mean, obviously, from there, you started, you know, like a, a new podcast and a new business. And you have, like, these new things that are beginning to be, be birthed from you. Um, I would love to know how you would describe and and explain what has occurred since then yeah man you're, you're hitting it with all the the adjectives right <laughs> um yeah like you know just just a, a an understanding of of uh you know uh an understanding of, of who i am i think is probably the best way to, to put it right because this is um this is an individual you know pursuit right um uh so yeah, an understanding of, of who I am as a as a, a husband and a father, and being able to be more more present in those areas of my life, um, to be a more productive business leader, um, and and to you know continue to excel in in that uh, area of my life. Um, you know, uh, just, just from a physical well-being, right. The, 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 the byproducts of, you know, breathing and, you know, moving your body and taking some time for your, your mental health and your, and your rest and recovery. I mean, the byproduct of that is, is a healthier physical body, right. And, and so just all the feelings that come along with, with being a healthier individual is, I mean, it's, it's groundbreaking, right. To wake up in the morning and, and feel whole, feel ready to, to, you know, kind of tackle the day. Um, yeah. All, all absolute byproducts of, uh, you know, kind of pursuing these integral parts of, of my well-being. I find that any, any individual that I've met, and I've, this, I personally experienced this, uh, especially in the beginning of my self-exploration, my journey, is that the more inwards that you go and the more practiced you are in these certain areas where uh, well-being is the foundation of your life, you, you begin to notice people. And see people in a very different way because your your life begins to contrast the lives of other people. You begin to stand out in some of your choices of, no, I won't have that on my plate. Yes, th- this is what I'm going to have on my plate. No, I'm gonna, not going to partake in that activity. The, these are the types of activities. No, I'm not going to be uh, in relationship or I'm going to reduce my exposure uh, to these types of environments and people. And I'm going to put it elsewhere. Uh, and you really start to kind of kind of create a distinction between yourself and other people. I don't know, did you did you experience that? Did you notice that in your in your process? 
I think what you're alluding to is the fact that I, I think as humans, we are really adept at um, understanding or recognizing polarities, right? It, it, it's, it's the reason and, and con- contrast, as you, as you put it, is, is really a, a frame of reference for how we go and approach the world and, and polarities for, for the human brain, uh, you know, are, are, are significant. And so I think when, when we, when we get into, um, you know, do, do I, do I feel differently? The only reason that I feel differently is because I felt worse before. Right. And so I think I, I connect with what you're saying in that, um, I, I got up in the morning recognizing that today was better than yesterday. Right. And I started to, to identify areas in my life where the, you know, the contents of my plate looked differently than what they did before looking at the, and, 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 and also feeling through those things, right? Like after I ate the healthy meal that felt better than it did before. Right. And so recognizing polarities and using that, that strength and, and really being appreciative of that, you know, I think in, in retrospect, as I look back at some of the more, you know, the, the darker days of, of, you know, my journey, I I'm now at a point where I'm very grateful for that because it helps me understand what better means for me. Right. And it helps me understand that there there is um, a, a darker side to this. And so and so with any with any darkness comes light. Right. I know there is a I know there is a polarity waiting for me. Um, and that that, you know, shows up when you're in moments of, of you know, suffering in, in your life where we can pursue suffering to to the degree that we know that there is uh, uh, the, the polarity of relief and growth and um, you know all these things waiting for us on the other on the other side of that so so I don't know if that kind yeah. of captures what you're talking about I guess what, what I was trying to find out is because I know for so many of us when we make these lifestyle changes it starts to butt up against our past life and a lot of the people and lifestyles that are around us you know kind of goes against what we're trying to pursue for ourselves now. And uh, so we, there is that there's social pressure to kind of bring you back to the way that you were. Um, there's also like when you do uh, advance and, and begin to elevate your, your way of being, there's also a sense of maybe loneliness of just like, well, I'm like the only one who thinks like this or, or, or acts like this or lives like this. I feel like I'm, you know, you take one person who lives like this, you know, around nine other people who don't, you're kind of the, you're the crazy one. And so I think there's a lot of people that might feel like, you know, who do I relate with? Who's my tribe now? I don't, you know, the, the, the old, you know, things that are on the plate or conversations that people have around me don't interest me as much anymore. So I'm just curious if you ever experienced any of that along your path. You know, I, I, I didn't, uh, short, short answer, right? I did. You bastard. I, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know, but, but I want to be, I want to be candid about this, right? Because I, you know, um, um, yeah, no, I, I didn't. And I, and I didn't for a specific reason in that, um, I alluded a little bit earlier to the relationships that I hold in my life. And, and that's something, uh, you know, as a, as a, uh, a defining part of what I would consider success in life is, is the quality of the relationships that I hold. And I'm, I'm very fortunate, very, you know, blessed to be, uh, surrounded by a group of, um, you know, men in, in particular, but lots of incredible women as well. But I, I have a community of guys in my life that have been, you know, lifelong uh, companions and, and brothers for me. And, um, and man, when, when it comes to, uh, you know, kind of seeing uh, moments of clarity, uh, you know, as it, as it relates to, to wellness, the, 
the instinct for me is just to grab and link arms with everybody in my community and say, we are moving this way, right? We, we are, we are tracking on this together. And I've been incredibly fortunate to have a community that responds well to that, right? You know, guys in particular that are, um, in pursuit of their own wellness and they may not be, you know, so intentionally, uh, conscious about communicating that message, you know, outwards. Um, but, but certainly within their own lives, this is, uh, you know, this is, this is how they go about their business. And so I'm incredibly fortunate, um, uh, to, to have that community that supports and, and stands around me. Um, uh, because yeah, you know, at, at, at this point now I'm, I'm journeying with, you know, guys like yourself and, and maybe it's interesting, like, you, you know, while I didn't necessarily have, uh, an exodus of, you know, old friends, you know, the, the party crowd that I had to say goodbye to or something. Um, I didn't have that experience necessarily, but what the journey has opened me up to is new relationships that align with, uh, you know, with, with my core values and not only new relationships, but existing relationships that I've had that I was never able to connect with a certain level of depth on, Mm. you know, and, and pursuing this newfound depth with, with, you know, individuals where, um, you know, the spark goes off and says, ah, yeah, you too, you know, like you're, you're, you're here with me, you're journeying with me. And I think at a certain level, we, we all have that calling inside of us. We all have this calling to, to live well. Our bodies, our physical bodies and our mental bodies are drawn towards, um, uh, feeling well in life. Right. And, and when you start to, uh, find some momentum in that category, it's, it's always, it's so fascinating to see that the lights just start to turn on in so many different areas of your, of your life. Um, and I see that experience, you know, with, with many as, you know, as they start to pursue their own wellness, it's like, ah, yes, that, you know, this is, this is connecting and this person came into my life and I had no idea that, that, you know, that person was, was also pursuing these types of things. You start to notice it even more and you start to attract it even more. And I I love that you recognize that it's a blessing that you had this community of people to, you know, that had your back that you can share in some, in some of these values. Uh, Can you speak to what you would say to those of us who might not have, had that or have that right now because i mean like i'm, I'm not sure do, do you do you come across do you meet people who like they, they don't have that that great fortune of having other people to lean to when they are in this intentional self-exploration and and pursuit of living well absolutely man um I think this is uh this is a systemic problem that we're dealing with in the world where we have become isolated not only not only with with the you know the current the current climate uh with with the social distancing thing that aside as a culture we have we have uh continued to move a, further away from community right and and you know the the phone calls went to text messages went to instagram likes right and and, and we've we've just moved further and further away from what it means to intentionally connect um with another human being and so um you know, I think I think that's a a problem that is uh, only exacerbated by the uh, you know amount of of technology that we have in our lives and and sort of that that culturally, but no, from an individual level, you know, absolutely, man. I think I think the 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 one you know um, thing that I would I would share is you know for people who are sitting on that precipice of I feel the winds of change coming in my life, I I feel like there's something more. Even though in your direct community, you may not be, you know, connected to those that are on the same path, you're not alone in that struggle, 
right? You're not, you're not alone. You are standing there on a, a, some sort of, you know, metaphysical level, linking arms with, um, a, a massive community of people, uh, that, that will be there and trust the process, continue to pursue the things, uh, that, that, um, make you who you are and you you will find those relationships the, the, those things will emerge for you right and and there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of fear in in going at that alone right as, as humans we like to be a part of a tribe we like to know that there's a community that surrounds us right and and uh so you know absolutely i think there's um um it, it can be a terrifying thing and so so mm-hmm. you know for those people that are out there saying well you know i don't have a group of friends that are that are pursuing this Man, you're you're not, you're not alone, right? You're not alone. There are people out there that yeah. that want to connect, like myself, like you, you know. And and simply the fact that you know probably they're listening to, you know, something like this podcast shows some intention yeah. where they're looking for that community. And there's lots of ways to be connected in in that way. Um, yeah, and it takes uh, vulnerability, like a willingness to be seen, if you want to have a real community around you. If and you, and it takes courage to ask people to support you, you know, to to listen to you vent or to share what you're now excited about. So I think it takes it takes courage to to let those people into our lives, and I think it's they are part of the our environment. You know, if we have the right community that we are a part of, they are like an environment that fosters our growth. It, it, it's like an accelerant for our growth. I think we when we go by what we i don't know maybe maybe this is part of our culture but we try to go at it alone like i'm not gonna ask for any help like i'm just gonna figure it out it's just it's so it's so isolating it's so exhausting and it doesn't create for a sustainable experience of success or thriving or wellness um I, i just can't tell you how many times i am faced with conversations whether it's with friends or clients where that is one of the biggest things missing. Oliver, I have no one to relate with. Like no one no one gets me at this level. Um, like the, 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 the way that I'm thinking, the way that I'm being, the things that I'm pursuing. So I, I, I love that you say you're not alone. Like there are people. Uh, I, definitely you have to open yourself up. You have to find those situations and put yourself in those situations intentionally uh, for us to, to continue that, that growth and that movement forward. Yeah, yeah, and I, if I can add to that too, I mean, I think one of the the processes uh, you know, to explore is to is to know yourself, right? Yes, community is an essential part of growth and development, and relationships are absolutely key to that. And and as I say, you know, those uh, be, being being intentional about finding those in 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 your life, I think will will um, you know result in in that community coming in and supporting you. Uh, but but at the end of the day, the stuff that we're talking about, you know, personal development starts here with me right? It's, it's, it's It's personal. Yeah. It's, (laughs) yeah. Right. It's, it's Zach sitting in, you know, uh, his, his bedroom, uh, taking one breath at a time. Right. And you as an individual who are looking to pursue wellness in your own life, have the tools, have the resources and yes, the community and the relationships will, will come and they will follow. But if you're somebody that is sitting on their own and feeling isolated in this, I would continue to, to, or I would encourage you to continue to look deeper into you because mm. you are enough you are enough to, to 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 pursue your own wellness you are enough to be well right and and 
we have, you know, the, the tools don't need to come at a cost. They can come by sitting in, in meditation and sitting in breath. They can come from some very basic, very simple changes to your, to your diet, right? Not things that have to cost you a lot, but it's very simple things. T- taking a couple of glasses of water, an extra glass of water a day. It's about the most inexpensive thing that you can possibly do, but it, but it's, it's, it, it's life-changing stuff. And so all of this, all this stuff starts within us. And if we are waiting for the community to come and wrap its arms around us, if we're waiting for the relationships to come and say, get out of bed, go to the gym, or we're waiting for any validation that comes with that process, um, you know, by saying, oh, you know, don't, don't you look great today. I would encourage you and say, you know, that, that, is, that is not the core of what we're, of what we're pursuing here, right? We're pursuing you as an individual and you as an individual are incredible. You're amazing. You are enough. You have all the potential. You have all the tools sitting in there waiting to be unlocked. And there are guys like Oliver, right? That are there from a, from a distance to help guide you and to, you know, spark some inspiration, right? You can use your social media as a, as a tool to spark inspiration. You know, the, the key though is is to act on it, right? The key is to take that that inspiration from from others and to go back to yourself. Go back to mm. you know you sitting on the floor of your bedroom taking one breath at a time. And I think that's that's where real transformation comes from. Yeah, what I hear the most from what you just said, which is brilliant, it's you know it starts with the self, and you're always with yourself. So that sense of loneliness, it's like, can you? be in good company with yourself? Can you reinvent your relationship with yourself? Have these experiences of solitude be one that's loving, curious, compassionate, caring. And you know, that it's, I think that's, that's the beginning. Like that's how it starts. It's, it's, you apply that sense of uh, oneness and connection with yourself and the rest will start to follow. Yeah. Yeah, there's deep, I love that. there's deep work to be done there, right? Like, I yeah. mean, we shouldn't, we shouldn't understate, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the magnitude of that, right? It, it, it is, it can be a very terrifying, uh, thing to be with yourself, you know, and to, to sit there and look in a mirror, right? That yeah. can be one of the most terrifying exercises, uh, you know, out there. Um, but as I say, you're not alone. You have all the tools. There's a, there was a study that was done and they took two groups and sorry, sorry, they, they did a study and they, uh, said, all right, you have two options you can sit alone in a room by yourself for 15 minutes or you can you know get out before that by electrically shocking yourself and i think it was like 70 or 80 percent of people would rather shock themselves electric like electrocute themselves than be alone with themselves for 15 minutes wow which is like it's it's pretty mind-blowing and i think um you know we were talking about that being on that track you know to success there is that level of busyness where you are on the go, you're doing, doing, doing so much that that whole time you're actually self-avoiding. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't get that chance to self-reflect and be with yourself. And, uh, you know, it's one of those ways of escaping that, that deeper inner work yeah. just by being busy. Yeah. Well, I think th- I would love to kind of shift gears here because I think the opposite of that busyness, that self-avoidance is being really intensely immersed in the reality of life, like the danger of living, like being alive. And what is the, what is a better metaphor than going head to head with nature itself? Hmm. You went on a 
incredibly fascinating and arduous journey recently. And I, when you shared it with me for the first time, I was speechless because it's one of those, it's very cinematic what happened. It's very archetypal, like archetypes, uh, like what, what occurred throughout this journey. And so can you give us some perspective on this journey that I'm speaking of that involves going head to head with mother nature itself? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this all started with, uh, a good friend of mine, um, coming to me and asking if we would be interested in hiking, uh, what is the LaCloche silhouette trail, um, in Killarney, uh, park in, in, in Northern Ontario. And, um, uh, this individual, he's a, he's a passionate guy, uh, that is, you know, he, he, you know, his, his, his calling is to, to be in nature, to, to, to pursue his edge. Right. And, and so that's, that's just an infectious thing. And, and so of course I said, yes, um, we were sitting around a campfire at the time when we were talking about it. And, uh, that was on, you know, uh, a Saturday, let's say, I think it was probably a Friday or Saturday night. And by the next week, uh, we were driving, uh, up to Northern Ontario to take on the LaCloche silhouette trail. Um, you guys aren't overthinkers. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Right. <laughs> so the goal that we set out to do was to, uh, tackle the trail in 24 hours. Um, now this is about 80 kilometers. I think there's something like uh, a collective 10,000 feet in elevation, um, through what I would consider some of the most rigorous backcountry I've ever experienced. And, uh, I would, I would consider myself a pretty experienced outdoorsman. I've, you know, spent most of my life, um, in, in nature and in, you know, what some people might consider, you know, extreme natural, uh, uh surroundings, right. And, and, and doing it in a, a pretty rugged way. Um, but this was certainly another level. So we arrived at this trail and you know, maybe we should have taken a hint, right? The, the sign, massive sign at the start of this trail says, you are now entering, you know, the LaCloche Silhouette Trail. This is recommended to do in seven to ten days. <laughs> Proceed with caution. <laughs> and you know what's so funny is because when you first told me the story, I'm like just coming off of a high of my first backcountry camping trip, which was like three or four days. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> that was a breakthrough for me to be in uh, true nature, like wilderness for a couple of days and then here you are you go on you go on this freaking adventure so the recommend the recommended trip is seven to ten days seven seven to ten days it's, it's all it's all in perspective right i mean uh and your and your attempt is 24 hours our attempt is 24 hours yeah so there's there's three of us that uh that attempted this this hike and um yeah you know really it it um it it became what is you know now sits as as the single most difficult thing that I've ever uh, tackled from a physical perspective in life. Um, you know through the through the course of the journey, you know the um, the, the the physical and emotional um, uh, pain really of of uh, trying to trying to uh, you know just just really fight back this this pretty. Um, insane level of, of nature and, and trails and, and to do it at a, at a, you know, that kind of pace, um, you know, was, was just, it was on, it was on another level. So at the end of the day, um, it took us about 40 hours, uh, to complete the trail and, and that, that, you know, was, was coming. It's not, it's a nonstop hike through, you know, the back country of, of Northern Ontario. 
we ended up having to um, pull the chute at, at one point for sort of an emergency uh, stop in the middle of the night where we, we kind of just kind of finally realized that, um, you know, we were just, the bodies were, were failing us and, and we needed to, to sleep even, even just for a moment. The only issue was that, you know, being that we had thought we were doing this in 24 hours, we didn't really prepare a whole lot to sleep right so we brought the the basics of survival that you always need to to carry you know with you in terms of uh you know a cover and some 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 paracord and you know a knife and all these you know uh, some matches and a lighter and these these types of things we had this with us along with some food obviously um you know but certainly wouldn't weren't prepared to to have what became a very you know cold and uncomfortable sleep in the dirt <laughs> uh overnight but you know really really at the end of the day um you talk about sort of the the archetype and you think about the the hero's journey you know and that and using that archetype language um that that trail and that adventure really represented this uh you know the the hero's journey in a very condensed uh form for me personally um you know there was uh, uh lots of points on that trail where i was met with um, you know, a level of, of fear, you know, that I needed to, to tackle and process in my life. You know, when you've been hiking in for 12 hours in the dark, you know, in the middle of the woods and, and, you know, your body is just failing you, you probably have less nutrition than you, you probably should at that point. Um, you, you know, there's, there's all these, there's all these physical things that are, that are putting, pushing you to this, to this, you know, uh, point of, of, of stress. And, and it's, it's really interesting there to find what comes up, right. And, and to pursue that kind of level of challenge. Um, uh, yeah, you, you meet, you meet a, a dark side of yourself when you're trying to push yourself to that level of extreme, right. Which, um, which, which I, you know, at the end of the day, I have a lot of gratitude for, right. There, there were lessons learned there about what it means to face the fear and the anxiety and, um, you know, yeah, what, what it, what it means to be me, uh, when you're, when you're trying to, you know, kind of tackle this, uh, uh both metaphorical and, and physical trail in life. How would you describe the level of suffering and pain throughout that journey? Yeah, in, intense. <laughs> intense. <laughs> yeah, it was it was certainly the most physical like you know endured physical pain that I've uh, ever had to to tackle in, in my life. Um and this uh, is someone who's like you you do a lot in that realm already. Yeah, I would like to think so, right? I, I'd like to think I'm in I'm in decent shape, you know, and and uh, you know, able to do some of these things physically. But no, it was interesting, you know, Oliver. When when we think about and I, as I decompressed a lot of, you know, so where where the where where did we where did we break down? Why? You know, because ultimately we failed our goal of of meeting this trail in 24 hours, and so there was a lot of you know, and and we suffered. We <laughs> suffered immensely through this, right? Yeah. Like, did you have moments of just like, what the hell were we thinking? What, like, did you have? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, and the unfortunate, or I say the unfortunate part, the 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 reality of the situation is that once you're on the back half of this trail, there no nobody's coming to get you, right? You've got a couple of options that involve probably a helicopter coming in to pick you up and and get you out of there. You know, maybe you're being dragged out, uh, you know, on some sort of emergency sled and then taken to a boat in a series of lakes. But you're far away from from a lot of things, and so um, there's definitely you know the the fear of of isolation and and uh, and you know being in in a place that is is potentially you know dangerous um, without without a doubt. So there's the fear that comes along with that. But you know, at the at the end of the day, um, you know, so we miss our mark of hitting this thing in 24 hours and we suffered immensely through this more than I think any of us were prepared for. Right. And so then becomes the process of sort of dissecting 
the lesson out of that, right? So through, through the failure and through looking at challenge, where, where, where did we fail? And there's some practical you things. You guys were doing that in, in real time, like while you were there? No, I mean, this is more of a, a post, okay. right? But like, the, I'm the, talking about when you're there. <laughs> like you were telling me that you were seeing shit. Yeah. You're just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. And that you were like just random moments of convulsing in tears. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. There were, there were moments where like, you know, you're, you're, you've been, so I think collective, we were probably the longest stretch. We were probably up for about 36 to 38 hours of nonstop movement. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, there, there, there are moments where you're, you're hallucinating as you're sitting in the dark in the woods thinking, where's the trail sign? And, and, you know, um, really this, this trail is not even really marked by much. You're looking for little piles of rocks to take you to the next, uh, you know, you know, to the next turn. And is it dark Pitch and black. rainy? Yeah, and... raining. All the things. Oh, all the things, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry? Uh, you know, yeah, from a nutrition perspective, we went pretty bare bones, right? Uh, we had, we had uh, you know, our, our trail mix, our oatmeal, anything that would pack light, right? Your granola bars, your electrolytes, you know, the things that are going to pack light and move fast with you. Um, and so, you know, you're not, you're not stopping for a, a warm meal by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, no, like the, the level of physical suffering, it, it, it's awful. It's, it's really, it's hell. Um, how, like how much of the, the inner dialogue was there like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I can't do this. Like this is every step is just, this is impossible. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's Did a you, huge it's a huge component of it. Yeah, you had, you had a lot of that. A ton of that, absolute ton of that, right? And so every every Jeez. step along the way, you're you're sitting there, you know, saying, okay, no one one more one more step, right? One more step, and and that will get you to this point. And you're just you're setting yourself weird mental little goals about just getting to the you know to that tree and to that rock and oh. and you know kind of moving yourself forward and and then you know as soon as you're sort of tipping over the halfway it's like pure point, willpower. Yeah, yeah, right. It it's it's sort of this um. Yeah, it's it, from from a from a physical and from an emotional standpoint, uh, an, an incredibly incredibly hard thing to to tackle. Yeah, and there was a moment where you were like, "All right, we need to we need to get some signal, get some phone signal." Yeah, right. So tell us about that. Yeah, we came to a point in the hike, you know, where um, at that point, so we had uh, left um, late in the night on Friday, uh, Friday evening. Uh, we had hiked all through the night. Uh, we'd hiked all through the day on Saturday and then again, all through the night on Saturday evening. And so by Saturday evening, uh, you know, we're at this point where, um, uh, the, 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 the physical body was just failing us, right? We had, we had been moving, you know, pretty much nonstop that entire time. And, and the physical body was failing us to the point where, you know, one of the guys on, on our, our trip, he was, uh, you know, having a pretty tough time even putting sentences together. And, uh, and so we just realized this is, a time to stop, right? We have to, you know, we have to really kind of take this into consideration. We got to pump the brakes. Um, we need to set up a bit of a camp. And so, yeah, um, you know, uh, as, as, uh, some of us or one of the guys started to kind of set up camp, uh, my buddy and I kind of hiked up to the top of the Ridge to find some cell service in, in the back country. We had to hike up to the top of one of the, the mountain peaks in, in the back of Killarney to get a, a few bars of cell and, um, call our families and just let them know that, you know, while we were okay, right. Nobody's, nobody's, dead nobody's you know no no broken bones but we're gonna be a while right we're we're not we're not we're not coming <laughs> tell our wives and kids <laughs> yeah. we're not coming home tonight right right um were you thinking like they're gonna freak out yeah yeah i mean uh, without without a doubt there's there's like you know being being the um 
the spouses or the families of, of guys that are sitting in the backwoods in a potentially dangerous situation. I, I, I felt immensely for them, right? Like you just, you know, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, it's a part of, uh, I think part of the, the decompression, the frustration that I was feeling in that moment. Whereas, you know, when I, when I tackle, um, challenges in my life, I do them for, for me right? I, I do them. I do them for me. I take on that level of suffering, but you know, to have that bleed through to, you know, your wife and your children at home, right? That, that becomes a difficult thing when you're out there thinking now they pay a price too, that they're paying the price yeah. for, for what you're, you're, um, uh, for what you're taking on. That being said, you, you, you continue, you can use that as, as motivation to kind of continue into the pursuit to say, okay, Zach, you better learn something while you're out here, right? Like, <laughs> you better come home with some lessons that are going to change change the game. That's it. That's <laughs> it, right? So yeah, we ended up um, we ended up having to to you know sort of uh, bunk bunk down for the night. Um, it was it started raining. It was a pretty you know cold and miserable night. Kind of each taking turns to keep a bit of a fire going and 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 uh, just wait for daylight, right? And and just kind of get some some daylight under us so that we could continue on in a in a safe manner and. Um, and and yeah, end up. Uh, so you're cold and wet and uncovered. No had, jackets. No. We had we had a little uh, like had, rain like had a rain jacket. Shells, yeah. yeah, had a rain shell with me and and a, a little bit of a tarp that we sort of half <laughs> curled under. Three grown men, you know, spooning in the <laughs> middle of the woods. It was, <laughs> and and the reason why I'm like I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to tease this out because yeah. I really want you guys to hear and and to kind of paint that picture in your own head. Like the level of difficulty, because I think um, what's what's missing in our lives is manufacturing moments like this where we face that other self that you were kind of talking about, where there there is that feeling like oh my god we totally failed this like this is this is terrible my body can't take anymore um, because I think you do you 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 walk away just stronger. Uh, wiser from those types of experiences, but yeah, I just wanted to want people to who are listening to this to really realize, man, three grown men spooning in the middle of the woods, <laughs> up all night, cold, wet, you know, uh, and 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 just like completely miserable. Yeah, it's it, it's a, if if you want to if you want to sort of dramatize it, it, it is it, it was a physical breaking point. It there there was yeah. a there was a physical low and an emotional low that um, I have never uh, touched in my life, at least from a physical perspective. I think emotionally, I've probably found myself in in similar places, um, which is which is interesting, right? Because when you push your physical body um, to that to that level of exhaustion and just just beat down, and you embrace that kind of you know level of challenge in your life. The, the emotional lessons that are waiting for you at at the the depth of that darkness you know from from a physical standpoint are massive right and that's that's really the that's the lesson to be learned but you know certainly yeah can't can't understate the um, sort of the physical challenge that was that was waiting for us on the trail as well yeah share with us how it how the journey completed because that was just beautiful and magnificent in so many ways mm yeah so a part of uh us having to call back home and, and talk to our families so we obviously you know talk talk to our wives first and let them know that we're doing okay but um secondarily i actually called uh my dad and knowing that he you know obviously shares the same social circles uh that that we do um that he would be uh, a great guy to just kind of connect with quickly and say dad this is where we are um i need you to contact these and these people and kind of use him with with limited cell service at the top of this you really kind of only had one or two shots to to get a good phone call to, to go through um so uh yeah i was able to, to connect with him and and his instant offer was zach i'm coming i'm coming 
right? And and so my my dad actually ended up uh, with with another one of the the, the fathers of, of the guys that I was with um, ended up making the drive that morning, I guess, uh, to meet us at the end of the trail, and um, yeah, I. I <laughs> I'll get emotional talking about this, but the, the, um, it's incredibly powerful to see, to, to be on, to be on a, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, to be on a journey and, 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 and to, uh, go through that sort of level of, of, of suffering. Um, and then to see your, your father waiting for you at the end of that trail. Um, it's, it's, it's immense. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty intense and, and emotional kind of end to, uh, what was a lot of, a lot of suffering. Um, and yeah, very, very appreciative of, of, of that to have experienced that. Poetic, it cinematic. Is. And you said they had food for you going. They were like, uh, did you yeah. say you, did you say you, as soon as you like saw them, you kind of like just collapsed? I just, I just broke down. I just broke down to see, to see my dad waiting for me at the end of that trail, you know, I, I, after being in your own personal hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, that was, that was a breakdown for me. It was just, you know, the, the tears were flowing. The body was, was, had failed right at that point. The body had failed. I'd put it into the gear that it needed to do to, to cross the finish line. And, and, but outside of that, the body had, had really failed me. Um, and, uh, yeah, just to get a hug from dad at the end of that trail, man, that's a, that's a feeling you can't replace. Yeah, that's a, such a beautiful moment. And that hits me, uh, the first time you told me and now I'm like, Oh my, like, it's like you for, especially for you just becoming a father and then going on that journey. And at the end of going through such a terrible experience, a challenging experience and facing so much adversity, that at the end of it, there was your father at the, you know, waiting for you. Yeah. You're ready to, you know, to take care of you, to, to feed you guys, to drive you guys. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's just, it, it speaks to so many things that I know we talk about all the time. Like it hits so many points, right? Like in terms of the sim- symbology of it, the metaphor of it. And I, I really liken it to uh, what I would imagine a, a true initiation process would be. Mm-hmm. from like from being a boy to becoming a man like something that's definitely missing in our culture is that initiation uh, would would you like i don't know how much experience uh, you have in kind of like learning or reading about about that process but do you see parallels there as well huge huge that's that's something i'm really passionate about and i guess you could share like the the nuggets right the 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 insights that you've gained after the fact yeah yeah no that that's something that i'm i'm really passionate about is um you know kind of that that uh you know right of right of passage i guess or, or how that how that comes full circle and especially i think for young men i think that's such a a critical um uh, piece that our society um has has moved away from in in a lot of ways but yeah, one of the things that really struck me is, uh, you know, I, I was going through a period of my life as I sort of accepted this journey and we, we sort of tackled this this trail where um, as a new father, I was uh, trying to understand what it, what the archetype of a father meant for me and meant in my own life as I sort of entered into this journey. And um, this trail acted as a, a really kind of a beautiful metaphor for that and especially just in in its dramatic end to see my father waiting for me um at the end but that was really one of the biggest um you know lessons i think i i pulled out of this you know i i i think in in as a and i used i used the word father and i want to i want to predicate this by saying that you know whether whether you have a biological 
father in your life or a father figure in your life. You know, there, I understand that, that, you know, not, not everybody has this, um, the language may not connect with everybody. So I want to, you know, sort of, sort of expand this out. Right. But we all have, you know, people in our lives that, uh, serve as, as, as leaders, right. And, and people that we, we lean on. And so I, I want to speak to, to that as, as a whole, um, you know, so, so this, this moment, and for me that, that, um, some, it happens to manifest as being a father in, in real life. Um, you know, but, it, but it sort of, it, it, it brought me to this place to understand, uh, the archetype of the father in sort of three main buckets. You know, the first is, is, uh, to, to lead and equip, right? Um, you start out on this trail of, of life really. Um, and, uh, you're, you're looking to be led and equipped, right? And, and as a father, as a leader, um, you're doing that for others as well in your life, right? We're going through this training period where, um, you know, we are, we are uh, equipping ourselves to take on <clears throat> large, uh, journeys and, and struggles in life. Um, then there's, uh, you know, a, a portion where of, of this journey for me that, that becomes the trust and enable to trust and enable, and that's, that's a, you know, that's a point where you, um, know that you've received the training that you, you need to, to tackle trails in life. Um, and you're able to, to trust the, the people within your care, the people within your community and enable them to go out and tackle trails in their own lives. Right. And, 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 and to, to, you know, allow them the opportunity, um, to find, failure to find their own trail and, and to pursue this. Um, and then thirdly, and this is kind of where the, the dramatic end comes in is, 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 is to love and support. Right. And, and, you know, to see and to understand that the end of this journey is, is truly to be in love and support of the people, um, that you're journeying with, uh, you know, or, or you, you are helping to enable and equip. Um, and yeah, that, that was, you know, for me, that's, that's the largest lesson as I kind of tackle what it means to be uh, a father and a, and a leader, uh, you know, um, in, in my own circles, right? How as an individual and in my own journey, can I, um, you know, be in this, this place of, of, of leadership and equipping myself and those in my care to find their own trails in life? How can I trust and enable them to find and try every journey that that is out there and, and and allow them the freedom and the space to go make that uh those decisions themselves knowing that they have been as well prepared as as i i can possibly uh you know control um and then and then thirdly and most importantly is to love and support uh regardless of the outcome regardless of if you failed to meet your 24-hour goal and, and hike your trail in 24 hours and you come in at you know hour 41 or whatever and you're you're a mess and you're crying and and all these things can you be there and love and support for the people in your lives you know regardless of of outcome and that that's that's what strikes me as as profound and i think specifically for i'll speak directly to young men at this point um in in how i kind of think about this right but i think that you know i think um there is there is that that level of 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 leadership and initiation um that young men need to to go out in life i think a part of the uh sort of the masculine trait and and again this can this this part of part of it can apply to to women as well as as we embody our our masculine energy in life um we have the opportunity to embrace um uh character traits that 
uh, have uh, that include that 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 drive, that pursuit, that that challenge, the strength, the mental strength, the fortitude, the 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 creativity, the th- the you know the the physical um, embodiment of what it means to to tackle things in life, and that that comes from a very you know a, a place of, of masculine energy, um, and so whether you're a, a man or a woman, you can you can really embody that. Um, and and I think unfortunately we we sort of uh, coming back to the the young men portion we we miss out on that uh, for a lot of young men and I, and I think um, experiences like this if uh, you know if, if there are fathers listening or, or men listening um, uh, that that we should you know continue to be intentional about um, uh, pursuing opportunity to challenge ourselves and to and to, to to find these trails in our own lives and make sure that we do that that work that's that's something that really really stands out to me yeah no absolutely i i i agree and i know that this is something that is really important to you the 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 exploration of masculinity and femininity i would love to hear what your perspective is like what what do you see as the state of the world through the lens of that polarity through the lens of that dynamic of masculine and feminine um, where, where do you see it? Where, where, where are we at? Where do you feel like it's headed? What do you think we can do to elevate it? Yeah, great question. Um, and I'll, I'll preface by saying, you know, I'm, I'm a man. And so I, I will, uh, kind of speak from, from that perspective. Right. And, and that's where I feel kind of, you know, most, most, uh, qualified or equipped to, to really address. But, uh, you know, I think in, in society, masculine energy has, has been demonized. Um, and, and rightly so, you know, I, I think that for a long time, uh, uh, the masculine energy in our society has been operating from a place of brokenness, you know, um, uh, and, and we have moved away from what it means to understand and embody the healthy masculine traits or the, he- the healthy aspects of masculine traits. And when we go back to earlier in the conversation, when we were talking about polarities, you know, so much of when we're dealing with, you know, masculine and feminine energies, both of those exist in polarities, right? So whereas the healthy masculine looks at um, uh, uh, or, or embodies a trait of leadership, the unhealthy masculine manifests that as a need for control. Right, and whereas the healthy uh, the healthy masculine has has a, a, a level of of physical strength or or emotional strength and fortitude, um, the unhealthy ma- masculine manifests that as fear and aggression. Right, and so I think, uh, as I say, rightly so, we have um, come to a a place in in time where the masculine has not served us and it's it's not done so because it's come from an unhealthy place and so um i'm really uh intentionally thinking about redefining what it means to embrace healthy masculinity in our lives right um what does it mean as a as a man as a, as a biological man in, in in my my case um to to embrace a healthy level of masculinity and not only that but also look for the balance of the feminine characteristics in my life. This is another thing that I feel like has been a detriment up until this point is that, um, unfortunately, when you think about um, the fact that, you know, we've mostly grown up with a, with a patriarchal society, at least in, in your and I generation and, and many before, um, you know, at the end of the day, people, people don't, I think, realize is that the patriarchy or a patriarchal society does not benefit men truly. 
it, it benefits them on some surface level again to a to a level of success and control that has come from uh, an unhealthy embodiment of masculine energy but at the core to create balanced and healthy men young men in our society that are well equipped to live a whole life and not end at a at a place of breakdown emotional breakdown and or 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 um exhibiting the behaviors that come with an unhealthy masculine in terms of the anger and the fear and the aggression um the need for control right when we live in a patriarchal society um masculinity and my my version of being a man in the world gets broken down to some very very rudimentary things it it gets broken down to the size of my wallet it gets broken down to what i drive the title on my business card the 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 women that i'm able to you know sexually conquer in life right like all these ridiculous things that we consider to be you know traits of masculinity hey you oliver you can't be a real man unless you drive a certain car or you have a certain amount of money in your bank account or you look a certain way even physically right that you have a a level of you know muscularity or a you know six percent body fat you can't be a real man right and so I'm really passionate about redefining that, allowing guys to um, uh, open up to look at uh, not only uh, healing the broken masculine in in their lives, uh, but also embracing femininity, right? Embracing the the empathy, embracing the care, embracing the the emotional intelligence, right? The the the, the beauty and the grace that come along with with the the feminine energy in their lives, which uh, you know again I think I think gets um, uh, really shoved under the rug. You know, the, the, the fact that a, a man can cry, you know, how, how many of us um, will have shared similar stories of never seeing their fathers cry? You know, that's something I hear over and over again when I have these conversations. You know, Zach, I've, you, you, you're, you're totally right. I never saw my father cry, you know, or how many times did our, you know, do, do we run into people that, um, you know, would say my, my father never told me that he loved me. Right? My father never expressed love towards me. I knew he loved me, but he never expressed it. Right, And that's all a part of this, um, you, you know, really this, this polarization that we've had towards a specific type of broken masculinity and broken, broken masculine energy in, in today's world, which I think does not serve us. And so, um, you know, my, I, I feel strongly called towards that, not only as a, as a father that's raising a young boy, um, you know, but as a, as a, a man and, and in my community, right. To, 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 uh, you know, kind of help link arms with, um, the men in my life to, to help empower a, a healthy masculine and a, and a balanced feminine. And it's, I mean, I, th- and I'm, I applaud you for the work that you're doing and, the way that you express it and and the deep level of thought that you've put into it because I think we are definitely in a time where, you know, the feminine is rising and it's definitely elevating, but they could only the feminine energy, like this is not just like for, for females or, or women, just the feminine energy in general, which we all have both, but as we elevate it and as it rises and as it evolves, it could only evolve to the extent that the masculine side evolves and elevates and i think there is because of the the way that we have experienced masculinity and the way that the story is spun about masculinity we can almost see it as just this one-sided one side of the polar of the polarity and not realize that there's there's another side that you call it there's a healthy there's a healthy masculine 
There's a broken and wounded masculine and there's also a healthy, balanced masculine. And I think when someone says, you know, patriarchy or, or masculinity, immediately we go to the broken side, the wounded side. And if we don't start reimagining that conversation to explore what is the evolved and and healed and whole masculine um like can can like how are we how are we going to elevate as a society right like how are we going to grow and and transcend where we've been so i love that you are um exploring that side of things it's it's definitely um it requires courage yeah well i think you're you're, you touched on something well in that in that these words uh in today's society um uh, they're 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 triggering to people, right? When when we go in and have a conversation about masculinity, and when I when I say that word, people get their backs up instantly, and I think rightly so, right? Like they they are deserving of that because um, they're deserving of that reaction because that has not served them, right? We've done a very poor job at encouraging a healthy masculine energy uh in our in our culture right we've we've done the opposite we've we've encouraged you know a, a, a broken and, and wounded uh, uh masculine in in our in in uh, in today's world and so you know i think there's a there's a healing journey that needs to happen that i think first starts with the recognition of the brokenness right we need to understand it's acknowledging it absolutely we need to acknowledge that um you know uh when 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 uh, i i am uh, as a as a as a as a man as a father as a husband when i'm reactive towards my family and i feel the need to control a situation when i'm when i feel like i need to use my my aggression and my my maybe my physical power in a, in an unhealthy way um to to control something that's happening around me i need to recognize that for what that is if if i do and, and that that can that can play out in so many different aspects of our lives right in, in in our business in our in our families in our uh, interpersonal relationships right and so we need to start from a place as as men specifically but but women like jump on this train right be there be there with us see this in your own lives as well because as much as there is a broken masculine there is also a broken feminine right and and as you're right as as the oh, feminine, you can't say that zach oh yeah <laughs> controversial right <laughs> controversial no like, you're right as as we as we move away and and duly so from a broken masculine with a rising feminine unfortunately as a society we don't do well at, at finding nuance we like to overcorrect. we like to really pull on the steering yeah, wheel. yeah we go far from one side and then far to the other side as opposed to looking at the fact that we need to integrate both Absolutely. For ourselves. And that's why I love that you are so committed to the self-discovery, self-awareness component of this journey, because it's, you know, you have to look at those traits and those qualities and those energies within your own self first. Um, and, and when that occurs, you can notice when you are starting to unload in a reactive and controlling and a fear-based and aggressive way. I mean, without that self-knowledge, without the the tools of noticing that barometer of your breath. I mean, how are you going to catch that? How are you going to stop it? It start. It stops with us, right? In our day to day interactions and how we treat ourselves and how we treat our family. That's that's where it stops. Because if we can begin with ourselves, then the outward expression of that is we don't tolerate it when other people do it. You know, we we call it out when we see it in others. We stop it dead in its track. And I think that's that's part of how. Um, us as a society, we begin to evolve and move forward. Absolutely, I think one of the one of the the traits of the healthy masculine is is that of the defender. 
you know, as the, as, and it's a part of the warrior archetype of, of, of any, that any individual can embody, right? But, but this warrior archetype and, and, and a part of the divine masculine is to sit uh, and, and be a defender. And so, yeah, when, when we get to a point where we've healed and we see something that, that then looks, is an attack on, on an individual or an idea or a people group, right? That, that healthy, that healthy masculine stands up as a defender, you know, and, and, and that's just one, uh, one of the examples of, of a healthy masculine to, to, um, help us elevate, uh, from a, you know, from a consciousness perspective, elevate where we're at in society. If we have people that feel equipped from, from in, in their, in their masculine to defend, um, against, you know, those that are, that are being hurt, we have the ability to, to do less harm in the world, you know, simply by embracing. But, but the problem is that, you know, the, the broken side of that is the aggressor, right? The broken side of that is, 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 you know, somebody who doesn't, who doesn't care about, you know, what, what's, what's happening outside of his four walls or her four walls. Right. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's critical that we look for that balance. It's funny. There's the saying that, you know, behind every good man is a, is a good woman or whatever like that. And, and that's, that's a ridiculous, to me, that's a ridiculous statement, right? Behind every good man is a balanced feminine. That's, that's, you know, wow. let's reframe that right behind every good man, behind every balanced, you know, if we, we talk about like, call it, I'll use the word biological man, uh, is, is a, is a balanced feminine energy right it's not a good woman it's not a, it's not a wife it's not a companion it's not a life partner it's it's none of that it's a man who has embraced femininity in within his himself. life yeah. within himself he's become that he he's become a balanced king to his own kingdom you know and he and he he's able to um uh pull from both sides of the of of those polarities in a healthy and mature way and a healed way when 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 necessary because they, like in, when when it, when you're able to enact those things in your life in balance you know to have empathy and leadership hand in hand what an incredibly powerful tool that's something i think you know if we talk a little bit you know politically or or or, or just you know in general in, in in life right now we're missing we're missing that combination of uh, empathy and the willingness and the nuance to connect with individuals and then to stand up with with healthy context and with healthy empathy and drive good quality leadership forward in in many many different spectrums it's not just a political this is this is in our family lives this is in our business lives right um we we polarize simply to the the leadership aspect which quickly becomes a broken leader who looks for that that control and 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 leads in an unhealth unhealthy manner right i think that's where we're at I think that's how we ended up where we are, is that there's a broken, wounded, masculine and feminine that hasn't been looked at. And it ends up with broken leadership, wounded leadership that is about uh, command and control and and come from fear and and use aggression. And, you know, I, I learned recently that the, the out of balance warrior archetype is actually the soldier. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, right. The the warrior has heart, has purpose, has a, a connection to something greater than themselves, has a sense of responsibility. A soldier is like a pawn. A soldier is like the 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 mechanic, right? It's like the mechanics of it, just the the mechanism by which the 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 use of force is being unfolded. And I think we really need to reconnect with the fact with that sense of uh that that warrior archetype where it's like 
no, there's, there's a reason, there's a purpose and there's, you know, there's a, there's a greater context, um, to, to why you, why you use these certain abilities and certain, certain traits of the warrior. Right. Um, I really love that. I would love to know, um, what is, what are some practical ways for us to go about healing these, these two pole, these two polar sides of ourselves, these two energies? Yeah, I think, um, as I alluded to earlier, I think the first one is recognition, right? And, and <clears throat> that from a, a behavior change is, is really probably the, the first step in, in many different uh, aspects of our lives, right? So I think, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, number one is to, is to, heal, uh, is to um, uh, recognize uh, where, where these things don't serve us, right? Um, and through that process of recognition comes comes the healing or at least comes a disempowerment of the unhealthy character trait so if i get home and um you know i've i've had a tough day and i i I feel like something at home should be going this way right and i feel that need to control rather than acting on that and rather rather than pursuing it call that out right and i mean i I i do this i do this consciously i do this actually verbally where i will speak out the fact that no what i am what I was just about to say there or what I did there, and I, 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 like I'm not I'm nowhere close to perfect. This is a journey for myself. So I, I will take action, but then I will call the shit out as, as, it's, <laughs> as it's, you know, being, you know, being played out and go, no, no, no. I, I said or did or acted in that way from a place of brokenness and a need to control and a place of ego, right? And just simply by doing that, it takes the power away from that. Yeah, it, so it almost starves that wounded side of us. Absolutely, because because the wounded uh, version of, of any any uh, energy cannot exist in the present, right? In the in the present, we have to be here, right? We have to be we have to be fully whole. You know, brokenness does not exist in the absolute present moment. Brokenness exists on either side of presence. Right, brokenness exists in the past, where we can pull past wounds and trauma and make it present, and make it well, make it present. We, yeah, we, you know, and I would argue, you know, on some weird level, that that's not actually presence. We're actually living, you know, in the past. In the past. Or we do the same thing for the future. We 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 create a scenario that controlling it, the future, right? That we need to control the outcome of of the the next stage. So simply by by calling something what it is, it it brings it to right now, and it takes the power away from it. Right. The second thing I think is. We need to go about the process of forgiveness, and this is especially for the wounded masculine, something that that really pulls on a feminine energy, right? Um, uh, the of course, the, the yeah. idea of grace and forgiveness um, for something, and and I think we could talk at length about where you find that forgiveness, because then we start to to talk about you know uh, healing traumas, right? Because you have to you have to go back and you need to find um these these moments in your life that have caused the behaviors to be encouraged the way they are and, and have, have have encouraged the brokenness. If we think about, you know, kind of using some of the physical challenges like, you know, going on some extreme hike or going into the cold or doing the breath work or or, you know, even even something as simple as physical exercise, a lot of that can be used as a catalyst for us to draw out um, some of those some of those deeper traumas and, and work through those in a very physical and tangible way because it, it forces us into a, um, a, a sort of a pressure cooker of, of, of needing to find those. And, and so for me, I, I really rely on that mechanism. That's, that may not be for everybody or it's something that you certainly have to work up to and, and train up to. Um, but to pursue challenge in your life, you know, uh, uh, oftentimes unearths those, uh, those 
part, points of brokenness for us. But I think once we've once we've uncovered those, right? So we've we've come from a place of acknowledgement. Then we've done the work to you know dig up the skeletons, figure out you know where 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 these where these emotions are coming from. Follow the chain backwards or, or forwards wherever it's going, um, and then and then embrace forgiveness for for yourself, right? And telling telling yourself that you forgive yourself, I think is it's a powerful thing, right? And I, th- I don't think a lot of people do that. You know, get about the business of forgiveness in your own life, right? We're good at forgiving other people because it means it, it acknowledges that, um, that, that they've done something wrong. It's very easy for me. Oliver, I forgive you for that thing you said to me. Because it's like, at some level, it's like, oh, I was right, right? This guy harmed me, and so I can, I can uh, give you the gift of, uh, yeah, it is, it is. And, and so we, we use forgiveness as a bit of a, a misnomer in that way, right? But, but truly, you know, forgiveness of yourself is, am I able to stay completely present with the healthy and realized version of myself and not allow my ego and and all the the shit to allow myself to time travel to either end of of this brokenness right uh, back back in time to trauma or further into the future to this this uh, unrealized reality that I want to I want to create right and so I think simply by going through um that type of process I think you can you know really find some true healing from that and I think furthermore you know, for men in particular, um, understanding, and I do a little bit of a work on this and I have some, some stuff on Instagram, if anybody's uh, kind of interested in checking this out, but, but understanding what the feminine traits are, um, and, and looking, being conscious about looking for those in your life. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, meditation is, is a way to find that there's a, there's a, there's a softness, there's a, there's a, um, uh, an the place of power. Yeah. Uh, there's a self-awareness that, that can come from, uh, you know, spending time with your, with yourself, um, and looking for moments in your life where you have the opportunity to embrace the feminine, right? That might be, by listening to to a friend or a partner and and embracing the, the 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 feminine energy that is the the receiver and the and the and the, the 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 nurturer right where you're actually just spend time and space with somebody to to truly listen to them right it may be manifesting itself in 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 some way that you give to others right and embracing that feminine quality of 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 of, of giving and of, of, again that nurturing towards somebody and, and, and showing them that love right um so many so many different areas of our lives that, that this can show up but i think um yeah for for men in particular looking for those examples in our lives being intentional about seeking those out try it on for size try on try on being feminine for size how about how about that guys try try on being a be, being a divine feminine in your life right uh, you know and 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 Tell, tell me that doesn't mess with your ego. Right? Oh, that's messing with everybody. I mean, <laughs> that messes with me a little bit. And, um, but it's so funny because there's there's something about the masculine energy that is so outward facing, um, and it's like it's about the kind of your your you're kind of out in the world in a way, and the feminine energy goes inwards, and that's why I love the the way that how you address the wounded masculine the broken masculine is to introduce traits and elements that would be associated with the feminine and and that's kind of how it is right like if you look at yin and yang it's never full yin there's always a little piece of yang in there and it's never full yang there's always a dot of yin in the in the symbol um 
but it w- that makes sense. It would only make sense that if you are going to balance and heal uh, these polarities, it, it takes both polarities. Yeah, to, for for it to happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't, don't be afraid of, um, of coming into your power in the masculine as well. Like help, help redefine that within your own circles or for yourself. And when you find the moments where the healthy masculine, the creator, the doer, the, 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 the leader, the, the strength within you, right? All of these, all of these strong masculine traits, when you find moments in your life where, uh, those are serving you in a healthy manner, double down right? Let, let's go. That is, that is the opportunity that we have to celebrate the healed masculine, right? We need to, we need to be cognizant of this. Same, same, same uh, standard goes with, with the, with the, uh, the healthy feminine as well, right? Um, but, but simply when, when I say try the feminine on for size, I don't mean leave masculinity at the door. This is the overcorrection that I referenced earlier. This is the oversteer, right? Where we pull too far in one direction, not understanding that there is, you know, balance and nuance that lives right, right in the middle of this thing. And that's, that's the, that's the, the toggle that we need to kind of work back and forth to say, what is, what does it mean? So, so by all means, when the healthy masculine arrives in your life, celebrate that right? Celebrate it, enable it, pursue it with action, right? Um, and when it, when it doesn't, and when it doesn't serve you, call it out for what it is, bring it, bring it to the present, take away its power and, uh, and look for, look for forgiveness, look inwards. Man, I love you. You have so much insight and so much wisdom to share. And, And there's so much value in there for all of us. And What's really cool is that you barely have any presence on social media. <laughs> and you're beginning. And you're you're opening up this podcast which is, you know, you're putting yourself out there in a way. Uh can you tell us what what has Yeah. To the point where I mean, I'm jealous that you've had all these years where you 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 haven't been in the mix and uh, um, of being on Facebook and Instagram. There's there's a necessity for all of us to kind of detox from it every once in a while because it can be very consuming and it really robs us of our attention sometimes. I mean the the of course the of the other side is people are sharing immense value. Uh, you're being entertained. You get to connect and see what pe- what your closest friends and family are up to and what are what's interesting to them and things like that but definitely the the bigger story to me is how it's been uh really noisy and you have had the the good fortune of not really being kind of in the mix of all of that and now you're choosing to step into the arena which is that's a you know i i can bet i bet that's a lot you know that's a lot to step into can you tell us what has led you to kind of say to yourself that now's the time yeah yeah and now i'm the guy yeah i've i've intentionally stayed away from social media for many many years um you know simply for that that reason um i think you know at this point in my life um I do feel to an extent that there's a message that I would like to share, but I'm also very intentional about how I go about that. You know, I, um, as I, 
uh, you know, my, my standard for sharing on social media and being a part of that world really comes from a place of trying to pursue integrity there. Um, and saying, you know, if I, if I post something with the intention of, you know, getting a whole bunch of likes and shares and, and, and all of that world, right. I roll. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm, then I'm doing it wrong. And that, that's a really complicated process, Oliver. Like, like, you know, I want to be clear it, it, that is, that is a, it is so fascinating to me how quickly our egos get wrapped up in, oh, well I could just post that. And I would get this many likes or why didn't that post, you know, resonate as deeply and you spend time being becoming identified uh, with this persona that you're creating on, on social media. And so, you know, my my standard that I'm trying to hold myself to in in wading into this world is to, uh, you know, be prepared to show a level of vulnerability um, in what I share always a call to action and an openness for people to reach out and engage in conversation. I don't want, you know, a post to just live in perpetuity on, on social media. I, I, I want that to be um, really all it is to me is a catalyst to engage further, right? I, I, I want the, the direct message to hit my inbox and say, hey, I saw this. It resonated with me. Tell me more. Or I want to share something that's happened in my life, right? I think the podcast um, in particular is sort of the medium that I've gravitated towards in terms of being able to find that depth. And so I'm really excited to see where that goes. And, and you were obviously a, a beautiful uh, contribution in my life to that journey. Um, and, and, you know, certainly lots of uh, plans to, to pursue that. So, yeah, that that's you know, really it's looking for that it's looking for that meaning in that depth um, that that's that's, you know, kind of sits behind the typical, you know, veil of of traditional social media. And so, you know, I've come to a point in my uh, my journey where I've I've felt the the calling um, towards that. And and, you know, we're going to we're going to pursue it at, at the level mm-hmm. to which it serves me. Right. And, and if it, and if it fails to do so, uh, then you won't see me there anymore. Right. <laughs> and we'll find something else. But uh, yeah, no, I think I think there is there is a necessity. There is a, a, an end necessity to, you know, um, uh, be a, be a part of um, uh, a larger community that does exist. Um, and going back to our conversation about about relationships and developing relationships um, and having people to, around you to support you that does exist on social media, right? It, it yes. does. It, it is there. Um, I think at the heart of it, that's, that's the, uh, that's the gold that sits with social connection on a social platform. Uh, but we've just moved away from it. So, you know, if you're somebody that's looking at your social media going, man, this doesn't serve me. Well, you don't necessarily need to delete it, but maybe just think differently <laughs> about it, you know, yeah. like reach out to individuals and say, Hey, I was thinking about you. Here's something I wanted to share. I don't know. What do I know though? Like actually be social on it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and you know, the, the level of intentionality that you are bringing to it, I think it's so, it's so admirable because especially from getting to know you, one of the biggest values for you is conversation. It's conver- like conversations and nuance and having these more in-depth dialogues are really what, elevate us what really drive our world you know forward and sometimes just you know making a social media post treating it as a catalyst of okay i'm, I'm gonna create something and it's a little snippet but really the point is to be the the impetus for further action for further dialogue and i think if we, if we treat it that way because i mean being in in like a back and forth comment thing or on posts is not necessarily the same as spending like 
an hour or two hours really getting to know somebody's values and opinions and positions and and things like that. So I I love that you've chosen to use social media as the catalyst, but your main delivery platform is the the podcast, which is a more long form, uh, long form conversation. And this is, you know, that's why it's, um, it's really exciting for me to see you start doing that. And, and I feel lucky and fortunate enough that I got to be part of the first episode, but, um, yeah, I'm so glad, man. Congratulations. Thanks, brother. So, yeah. tell, so, so tell us about, you know, what can we expect from, from the podcast, uh, you know, the guests and themes and from yourself. Yeah. You know, I think for myself, it's going to be, um, a level of vulnerability and honesty that I can bring to a conversation. Um, you know, uh, there, there are people that have inspired me in my own wellness journey that I feel, um, you know, their message could, could speak volumes to, to others. Um, and so, you know, really my intention is, is to do that. It's to have real human conversations with the people that inspire me, right? Uh, um, you know, I think the art of conversation has been lost a lot. And, and again, yeah, through the avenues we're talking about, you know, social media, going back and forth on, on a comment section isn't, that's not conversation, you know, text, texting isn't a conversation, you know, get up and, and have a face to face or a, a zoom call as it, as it is these days, you know, uh, uh, but having, having, you know, real meaningful conversations with, with individuals, that's what matters to me. Right. And I think we can find depth and it's, it's very difficult for us not to find nuance when we're sitting across the table from somebody. It's very easy for me to be a keyboard warrior and to, to overcorrect and to steer hard into what I feel is my lane and, and how the world should, 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 you know, take my opinion, um, when I'm leaving it in the comments section of a, of, you know, a Facebook post, um, the reality is that when you sit across from the table from somebody, you're forced with going back to this, this you're forced with a, a feminine trait of empathy. You're forced with looking somebody in the eye and saying, Oliver, I see you and I see you for your position. I see you for your value. I see you for your, your points of view. Um, and I, I appreciate that. I may not, I may not agree. We don't have to agree on, on everything, but it's very difficult for me to attack and, and, and demonize your, your position as you, as you sit face to face. So yeah, we don't, yeah. The way a lot of people end up treating each other online, if they were actually face to face at a dinner table or like a cocktail party, they would never, ever treat each other in that way. Yeah. And it's, it's just interesting that, that, that in some ways, social media can, really feed the the wounded part of ourselves it like really surfaces that and if we don't watch out if we don't use your tools of of recognizing it and forgiving it um that we we can operate from the wound when we are on that comment section so we have to like really watch for that because if if, if we were face to face at a dinner party and you said something that i don't agree with i would not treat you that way the way that i treat you online if you said the same thing 100 percent, it's yeah. it's incredible no there's a there's a there's a there's a shield that that we get to sit behind and and throw out you know throw out uh, comments and and you know a lot of crap to to you know the world and and we just yeah we can't we can't uh if, if we're gonna find true nuance and true meaning and 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 value in conversation it's not gonna happen over a, yeah. a social media post that's for sure right it's it's gonna happen in in this type of format which um yeah so that, you know as far as my intention behind it that's that's where it's sits right is to to have meaningful 
meaningful conversation with people to to have conversation. I think I mentioned this in the in the little trailer snippet that I have out is um, to have conversations to be in service of others as well, right? That's in, that's important to me to be of service to others to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, you are uh, you you in your own life may not have access to this, you know, you may be that person that doesn't necessarily have the relationships in their life that you can find that depth, but allow me to, to try to be that for you, to be that conduit, uh, for you. Um, and, and yeah, if, if that can even benefit one individual, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep on doing it. Love it, man. What, what else are you excited about right now? Like what projects do you have on the go? I mean, you started Ontario farm box. I don't know if you want to talk about that or, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I think you're you stepping know, into your leadership, man. Yeah. There, there's, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that hits for me. Right. I, I think, uh, you know, continuing to pursue, um, some level of intention in the wellness space is, is big for me. I, you know, I think, uh, candidly, I don't know, you know, that, that message hasn't landed loud and clear for me yet as to, as to what specific Avenue, um, you know, I feel I can add the most value to <coughs> coach. <laughs> 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 sure. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, whether it's coaching or, or, you know, but, but honestly, man, I'm, I'm, pa- I'm passionate about this, you know, so the things you asked me, what, 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 what's, what's exciting for me? What am I into? I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about having conversations with people. I'm, ha- I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm passionate when it comes to Ontario farm box, I'm passionate about food, right? I'm passionate about the, so the, the idea. And, and so my podcast is called the, the nucleus podcast nucleus that represents to me and and from a biological standpoint that is the innermost uh, being of a cell right that's the part of the cell that's that's uh, uh, fundamental to the growth and development of the rest of the organism and so i'm i'm really passionate about pursuing the things that sit within my nucleus right what are the things that are core to my being and and how can i and how can i act those things out to be in service of others right that's that's a calling that i i definitely you know have um and so one of those things is is the food that i eat and the, the nutrition the what i put in my body uh, ontario farm box is is simply just the the action that is correlated to the core value of of eating and and fueling my body and and those uh, the bodies and of my my community as well so uh we've partnered with uh, a couple of local farmers uh delivering grass-fed uh and free-range meat um uh, the project has has launched we've been going uh sort of in a uh, i guess a, a smaller capacity for about a year and a half uh but we've really launched you know kind of formally now into doing this as a as a program that can people can get on board with so you know stay tuned as that as that grows you know the the website will will come hot and heavy and we'll uh you know certainly expand our our selection but no that 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 really is about you know kind of again going back to these these core things that are important to me in life and and so if i can um you know take a little bit of my uh uh, uh, skill as a as a uh, businessman or an entrepreneur, you know, a guy that's got a bit of experience and just kind of crunching some numbers and, and creating something, and I can align that with the uh, with the heart and the passion that is uh, the, the the core of who I am. Um, I feel like that's a winning formula for for me and for my community. Um, and if I can stay in step with that with that purpose in life, that's uh, that's really the best that I can do. I love, oh man, beautiful! You are a philosopher. You are a leader, you're an entrepreneur, you're a coach, you touch on, I mean, you have this, the, the brilliant metaphorical experience of hiking in the backcountry of Ontario with your friends, exploring the archetype of fatherhood, 
looking at how do we heal masculinity and femininity? How do we use breathing and, and movement and our food and our lifestyle as a way to mitigate and manage some of the day-to-day realities of, of stress and tension and, and mental health? And that's part of the reason why, you know, at the outset of the interview, like you are one of the most interesting people that I know. Like you have your hands in so many different buckets and your mind is very expansive. And that's part of the reason why I was so excited to have you on the show. Um, I want to close it off with a couple of, I guess there won't be rapid fire questions, but just some like interview like questions. Sure. So how would you describe so the, the the title of the podcast now is The Heart of Leadership. What does that mean to you to have the heart of a leader? Or the nucleus, the nucleus of a leader? Of a leader. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I see leadership as um, something, you know, maybe to use some of the conversation we've had today, um, something that comes from a very balanced place, a place of balance. Um, so somebody that is able to, uh, stand up with, um, the vision that comes from having a healthy developed masculine trait and the, uh, willingness to share care and cultivate that comes from a healthy feminine and somebody that can combine those two things in, in a really intricate balance. Um, I see, uh, people or leaders as people that, um, bring people together right that that you know have have inclusion as as you know a top priority that have empathy as as top priority uh that have reciprocity as top priority in their lives um yeah heart, heartfelt leadership to me um i th- i think i think we can i think we can all be leaders to some extent in our in our own lives i, I don't think leadership needs to be reserved for uh you, you know uh, certain individuals we we all have a certain element of, of leadership that comes um and i think that's it's it's best manifested when we are living in the the track of of our calling or our purpose in life and so as you develop the skills to find that track and that that purpose and that calling on your life um you will you will naturally come to a place of being a heartfelt leader and it may not it may not um manifest itself in in that you're like you're standing up on a podium and 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 you know preaching the good word type of thing um but but you will become a leader of your own your own soul your your own your community life, your, your own family. life your family exactly friends yeah so you know being you know to get to the heart of leadership i i think i think the balance to me stands out really strong some of those some of those kind of golden characteristics of what leadership means um and to uh to to be somebody that that uh cares deeply and is is uh, their actions are in alignment with their purpose i love it one of the things that i notice about leaders and again leadership like you said has nothing to do with who you are or your title or your status or your position leadership is a trait that is accessible to all of us it is it is a way of being and we can all walk that way right of being a leader in our own lives but one of the most important traits i notice of leaders is they see what others don't see and that's part of the, you know, they get people together, they encourage and they empower and they empathize and they guide towards the thing that others, like they see it, but everyone else might not see it. It's obvious to them, but it might not be obvious to, to the people around them. So for Zach as the leader, 
what's obvious to you that's not obvious to us? What do you see that remains unseen to the vast majority of us? I think the thing that stands out most profoundly to me, and I'll say this bluntly, we're all talking about the same shit. <laughs> like, let, let, me, let me just reiterate, this is important to me. We are all talking about the same shit. It strikes me as incredibly obvious. And by the way, this is not something that, like, th- this, is, this is something that I'm discovering in my life, right? This is not something that I've just known since time, right? This is a part of my journey. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out the language in which to communicate this and, and to, to share this. Um, but I don't, I don't care if uh, you uh, consider yourself uh, a Christian, a Muslim, uh, uh, an agnostic, uh, uh, a wellness guru, a self-improvement person. I don't care if you're talking about presence or God or spirit or universe. I don't care if you, you practice yoga or you, you like to bench press or go for a run. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't care if you're vegan or, or uh, live the carnivore diet. At the end of the day, we are all talking about the universal truth that is the, 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 the oneness of our consciousness or our, our connectivity to one another. And I think we miss that. We really miss that. And, and unfortunately, we live in a society where uh, polarity is, in, is encouraged, right? It serves me to be in one camp or another. And the world asks me to be in one camp or another. I need to identify in a certain way in order for people to understand me. And I understand where that comes from, right? That comes from a generational or a, uh, 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 th- th- this track of humankind that we've needed to aden- identify, like, uh, which tribe are you in? If we came across a guy, you know, walking in the woods back in, in the day as our Cro-Magnum man, it, our survival hinged on my knowing, are you in my tribe or not? And we needed ways to identify. But over time, we've bastardized that message. We've created, you know, man-made constructs uh, in, in, you know, the, the form of, of, you know, religion and all kinds of other crap, you know, diets and workout fads. And, you know, I, I, I call it X and you call it Y. So yeah, that, that's, that to me stands out, right? We, at the end of the day, when you go into, if you, if you are somebody that is intentional or wants to have intentional conversations with people, wants to find nuance, wants to find empathy, wants to, 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 you know, engage with people in your life, go into that conversation, understanding that you're all talking about the same shit, you know, and you're going to use different language to get there, right? We're all going to use different language to get there. But the, at, at the end of the day, we have this, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I believe we have this innate calling to live well. Mm-hmm. Each and every one of us do, right? That's not, a, that's not a unique thing. That's not the guy that's on Instagram, you know, with six-pack abs. It's not the guy doing yoga. It's not, it's not the vegan. It's, we, we all have that. And so if we can understand that we're connected at this far deeper and far more meaningful level than what our societal titles encourage us to to live at the level that they encourage us to live at i think we can uh i think we can make some some serious change in the world (laughs) what would you say is missing most in the personal development wellness space spirituality space what would you say is missing the most from your perspective probably back to that conversation of, of nuance you know, uh, yeah. um, uh, you, you alerted to it earlier. Well, that uh, there's a lot of noise. I don't think there's much missing in terms of content. You know, <laughs> so 
There's so much, right? It, it, it doesn't matter what, what kind of uh, a corner of, of the wellness world you want to seek out. There's somebody that's doing it and probably doing a really good job of it too, right? And so, so if, you know, if you're looking for something in it specifically, uh, you know, there's some really fantastic, smart people out there that are developing products and services and, and, and ideas and, and things like that. But, you know, uh, yeah, I think I'd probably go back to the, to the nuance part. Like, how do you tie it all together, right? Can you be the person that is, uh, you know, intently passionate about breath work, but, you know, also can bench 325 pounds, you know, like can, can those two worlds mm-hmm. come together? Right. And, and can we kind of cut the shit in terms of how we communicate across those lines? I think, I think that's probably what's missing is, is, um, uh, a seamless way for us to communicate these core deep ideas of the things that we're all in pursuit of, um, and, 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 and do so in an efficient manner that, uh, you know, doesn't take hours of conversation. Maybe, maybe that's what it does take, right? I'm, I could be totally off here. Maybe, maybe what it truly does take is, uh, for us to, to have to have, you know, conversation, but I think we can be better at that I, I think, I think human beings in, in, especially in the wellness space, I think we can come together on some commonalities, uh, that, that connect us all and see people for, for who they are in, at that, that core level, um, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll double down on the, on the nuance and, and the sort of the oneness of, of, of what people are pursuing. There's a couple of archetypes that really stand out uh, just being with you anytime that I'm with you. Uh, and I would love to know which one of these do you feel like is the one that you are at the moment growing the most that you are like, all right, this is this, this is the, this is where I'm going to hang out. I'm going to evolve it. And I, I, I noticed the king archetype. I noticed the warrior archetype, the prince archetype. Uh, the mentor archetype. Which one are growing the most? I have I have a feeling of which one it is, but which one do you feel like is like this ch- this current chapter? Is there is there a D all of the above? <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh, say I feel like I feel like king and mentor seems to yeah. be where you might. That's my that's my personal opinion. That that would be a fair assessment. I think uh, the the mentor to me is um, uh, you know that that's that's one where I need to find um, you know some of the the message and the individual um, uh, sort of launching point uh, for for that mentor and to come to come into that. I, I have it you know I have it in my life on an individual scale, um, and I and I like to pursue uh, that that type of uh, you know relationship and and live out that archetype um, for my community and in service of you know the my my community uh to to be that guy um the king is an interesting one right where um and this again all this stuff ties back to the to the balance of the masculine and the feminine right but um i I heard an interesting podcast the other day with um eric godsey and and cal kingsbury and aubrey marcus um and Eric Godsey had this really interesting uh, definition of the the king archetype, and I would encourage anybody to, to go back and, and check that one out. Um, but he's got this really uh, great way that he defines the king archetype um, and, and redefines the fact that the king, does in the, in the kingdom in which the king rules, is his own kingdom, is his own soul. He is the king of his own soul and, yes. and, and the king of himself. And we look at the, we, we think about, and I, so I'm, I'm working on this in my own life to understand that my king archetype is not in control of 
anybody else other than myself. Yeah. I can come into that role for other people if they invite me and, 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 and allow that with the proper, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, groundwork laid to, to be that for other people in, in certain circumstances. Um, but to, to lay down my ego and to be my own King, right. Um, and, 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 and to pursue that, he's also got this great quote and I think it's, it's really powerful. Uh, one of my good friends kind of turned me on and, and highlighted, um, this to me, uh, out of the podcast, which I, I hadn't initially, uh, heard, but he talked about, um, bowing to the whisper within and, and using that King archetype to actually have submission and listening to that, that heart, to that, to that inner thing. And again, this is where I go back to, we're all talking about the same thing. This is a, just another piece of language. Another way to get at it's it. It's another way to get at it, to be listening to the calling on your own life and to pursue, to pursue that, that, that purpose in your life. But yeah, so I think, I think you're right, you're right on in terms of, you know, the King and, and the mentor, probably two, two good ones, good call there. Um, <laughs> and, and those are, those are the things that I'd be working on the most. Yeah. What's uh, a relatively unknown book that we need to be reading? that you're just like, I've read this multiple times. No one knows about it. This needs to be in the hands of more people. And no one knows about it. Wow. That's or it's a- kind of like under the radar. It's one of those, someone's got to tell you about it. Yeah. I, just, I mean, in the, this, I, I hope this one's not under the radar. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, is <laughs> is like my book. Like, I guess it, it, maybe it is still under the radar maybe for it some is. people. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it is. Um, That's a breakthrough book. It is. It is that that's been, that's been profound to me in my life. Um, and I've, I've, I've benefited immensely from that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of ones that would be under the radar. I might have to take a pass on that one for you, but, okay. and, and get back, get back to you on okay. like an unknown, but if I could, uh, put yeah, like one... re- obscure, you know, yeah. but, but profound. Yeah. 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 Um, Maybe the 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 uh, Dom, like Dom, Zach's Dom, secret weapon. <laughs> yeah, Don Miguel Ruiz, the four uh, the four agreements. Um, that's uh, that may be more of an obscure one. I've got one for you actually. Now you got my creative juices going. Uh, lesser known name guy you have to check out and definitely order his book. A guy named Boyd Vardy. Boyd Vardy, he's a, a South African, he's a, a lion tracker, uh, has one of the most crazy personal stories I've ever come across. He's got a book called Track Your Life, or The Track of Your Life, I'll have to double check that, Track of Your Life, uh, but check out Boyd Vardy, uh, it's a quick read, but profound, uh, follows you know much of the same narrative that we've talked about in terms of finding a trail, uses his experiences in, in the wild of South Africa, uh, literally tracking lions, um, has his vehicle towards, uh, you know, kind of understanding and, and finding purpose in your life. So that might be a little bit more of an obscure reference. Yeah. What's a question we're not asking ourselves that we need to ask ourselves? talking to your inner child talking to your inner child get getting in and asking uh getting in and asking the 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 deep questions of the of the kid the 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 child within that has taken and embodied traumas hasn't felt love hasn't been nurtured the way they want to be nurtured asking yourself questions um, I think is 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 probably the most profound thing that stands out to me. Um, I, I don't know if I could put my finger on one particular question in which to ask, um, but if there are 
uh, you know, areas of um, um, you feel have frustration or, uh, you know, you're looking to improve in, in areas of your life starting at the beginning, you know, starting and asking that, that, that inner self, what you need, you know, and, and where what's the question we're not asking ourselves, where, where was I not served in life? Right. I think that's a great way for a lot of people to, to meditate deeply and, and get to the root of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, really, really deep stuff, really deep stuff. How do you celebrate? A lot of overachievers have a lot of trouble finding out what does fun mean to them. Uh, they don't want to have the the achievement of milestones and goals just be completely bankrupted by looking at the next goal, and they just their life just passes by, and they're like, "What? I just never spent a moment appreciating just how far we we've come." So, what what what's Zach's way of celebrating wins? You're just finding you're finding like holes in my armor right now, man. You're finding holes in my armor. Uh, I am one of those guys. I am one of those guys. I'm one of those guys that does not um, has not found a, 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 a true and shameless way to express joy. That is a thing that I've identified in my life where um, I have put limits on uh, how much joy I'm allowed to express, how much how much uh, ownership I'm allowed to take of the success in my life. Um, uh, you know, even in the way that I, I share my story, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer for you, Oliver. Uh, it's, it's a struggle for me. It's a struggle. You know, it, it manifests. I mean, you, you seem to do a lot of shit for fun. I do. So yeah, I mean, there, but there, in terms of like a moment, like a celebratory moment. Yeah. Um, you got, you got me, man. Uh, you, like, you know, I think, I think there, there, there are, there are things, you know, for example, like gratitude, like, you know, be, being on my own, you know, with my, with my journaling, with my own thoughts, with my meditation practice, um, where I can express to myself gratitude for the things that are going right in life. I, I don't have a great mechanism to do that outwardly. Um, but, but there is an internal dialogue that has a, a gratitude practice that is incredibly strong. And I, I don't, uh, I don't lose sight of that. Uh, any step of the way, right? Where I take perspective. And again, going back to the idea that we talked about of, of polarities, I know what the other side looks like, right? I know what Zach used to look like. And so when I come to little wins, I You've can come, come a long way. I, I can celebrate those. Absolutely. Right. And I, I think that's, that's important. Um, you know, but we're, we're coming up on Christmas as this podcast is being recorded. <laughs> we're coming up on Christmas and there's going to be this awkward kid this awkward inner Zach that opens presents and doesn't know how to express joy to others. Like I'm, really? be, yeah, I'm being, I'm being honest with you, man. Wow. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a, there's fine. an element of me. And so that's a, you know, that's a part again, that's a, there's one to ask your, your inner child is why can't you receive joy at Ex what point in your life? Joy, express joy. Yeah. 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 So, so that's a, that's a, that's a challenge for me. That's a, uh, that is not something I've uh, figured out a formula on cool. at all. We're toasting kombucha a year from now, <laughs> celebrating a huge, successful year for you. What's the what's that thing? What's the one thing that we are toasting to? What did you? What would you? What will you have achieved a year from now? Um, I think you will be toasting. Um, you will be toasting the accumulation of small actions that are in alignment with my 
per- personal purpose. I don't know exactly what that will look like in its totality, um, but we'll we'll be sitting talking about uh, what it means to have acted uh, in alignment with my per- personal purpose. And that may be the success of the Ontario Farm Box program. That may be the success of the Nucleus podcast. That may be success from uh, Nucleus in general being this incubator as a, as a wellness incubator for, you know, lots of uh, different businesses and projects to sort of exist and be funded and, 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 and be created under. Um, there's lots of, lots of different avenues that, you know, we're, we're pursuing in, in that regard. Um, but yeah, above all, uh, you, we'll be we'll be cheersing just the the fact that uh if we take little actions in pursuit of our own personal purpose and in alignment with our personal purpose and in in balance uh with with who we um are as as individuals that uh that's what we'll be celebrating final two questions before we wrap up and you share with us where we can find you for the people who are listening what's one thing they need to start saying no to no to. I think there are a number of things that come to mind. Um, saying saying no to to frivolous time loss in in your day, you know, saying saying no to the to the things that you you know at a at a heart level are not serving you and you're not called towards right whether that's the extra hour of TV, whether it's the extra couple of scrolls on Instagram, you know, whether it's the conversation, the relationship, uh, that that's not serving you, um, you know, making, uh, making small steps to remove the barriers or the time spent on things that are not in alignment with your, your purpose. Um, I think that's a, that's a really important, you know, thing to, to come to say no to. Right. Um, and, and, uh, we don't have to, we don't have to set some massive goal about what we're going to do with the time that we find once we're done with that. Right. I think that's a lot of what goal setting, uh, the, the, one of the, uh, detriments of goal setting is that we say, okay, we're going to remove a hundred percent of the crap and we're going to replace it with a hundred percent of extremes, the good, right. Going from one extreme to the other. Exactly. It's this overcorrection. Good on you. If you're a person that can do that, I applaud you. You've you've made it in life. Congratulations. It's just not how, not how I see the world working. So if you can learn to say no to some little things in, in, I don't care if it's five minute intervals or, you know, they accumulate. Yeah, they, they really do. And, and, and then just, you know, once you've created that space, allow, allow it to be filled with what, what you feel is in line, right? Make that space and be open to what, what comes. What do we need to start saying yes to? Saying yes to ourselves, saying yes to ourselves, saying, saying, you know, saying yes to, um, to wanting to pursue, uh, uh, depth and to know ourselves, you know, um, I, uh, I've been reading a bunch of, uh, Noah Harari, as I know many, many people have. Um, and he's got this, uh, this quote, and I believe it's in the 21 lessons for 21st century He's got this quote um, about how uh, the day that humanism dies is the day that the algorithm, sorry, I said that backwards. The day that the algorithm knows you better than you know yourself is the day that, you know, humanism dies, 
right? And and he uses that in the context of talking about how technology is outpacing uh, uh, us as human beings and knowing ourselves better than we do, right? And and it can predict all of these things about my life that that I so I creepy. It's creepy, but for myself, Oliver, I can guarantee you that Google does not know what I know about myself. Right. And so, and so saying yes to knowing things about yourself, saying, saying yes to better than some algorithm will exactly. Right. And staying ahead of that, ahead of that curve, right. Saying yes to be, to be living counterculturally in that as well, because the path to get there, it's a bit weird. (laughs) I'm not going to sugarcoat you. It's a bit weird. You're going to have to do some breath work in your living room while your family sits and stares at you like a crazy person, right? You're going to, you're going to have to, to, you know, um, um, you're going to have to jump in a a freezing cold body of water every once in a while. You're going to have to wake up earlier than the rest of the people, you know, typically do. And you're going to have to go to bed earlier than, than the rest of the people do. You're going to have to order different things off, off the menu than the rest of people do you have to do things with your free time so so saying yes to living counterculturally into into pursuing that in your life um and and to knowing yourself above all amazing amazing man tell us where we can find you it's pretty simple uh zach.nuc on instagram and uh the nucleus podcast n-u-c uh l-e-u-s nucleus podcast on on uh, apple and uh and spotify Zach, thank you for stepping into the arena. Appreciate it. For stepping into your purpose, for for channeling the courage and vulnerability to start opening yourself up and sharing your message and being on podcasts and even starting one on your own. I totally get what it's like to move into that space where now you are exposing yourself and uh, it, it definitely takes a lot of, you know, a lot of alignment with yourself and knowing yourself, uh, especially with the level of intentionality that you put into every every word that you say, everything that you share. So, man, I acknowledge you for being here and being here with me and for sharing yourself with us and for being a leader in in this community and for being a, playing such a huge role in my life, man. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. Before, before we, uh, before we go to, I want to, I want to share, and I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but, uh, it was a quote that, uh, stood out profoundly. And it's something that, um, I think has, has served, uh, served me in my, my recent days, but, um, and I can't, uh, it'd be, it would be a lot of context to share how we came about this quote, but you said to me that I know that this matters to you and you matter to me. And so you you were able to enact something a gift in my life that that has you know we can get into when some was other... that what was that something that we were talking yeah, about yeah 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 this, the, the the context behind it was was actually some some fundraising that we did around this uh, this walk this uh, this this hike that I did right and you had donated to the ride for refuge which oh. which supports uh, vulnerable vulnerable people and so coming up to that that fundraising process right i just i I reached out and said thanks for for your donation and and that was your response to me was it said i know this matters to you and you matter to me and i think that (laughs) yeah i i I think that i think that shows uh your ability to uh find find empathy uh not only with and and care deeply about the individuals that uh, are in your life and so i want to i want to just really appreciate you for that thanks brother yeah thank you man a lot of love buddy Ah, that was the an episode of the Heart of Leadership with Zach Langlois. 
What a huge honor. He's the host of the Nucleus podcast. Please check it out on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Find him on Instagram at Zach.nuc. Check out all the amazing things that he is up to there and the brilliant work that he's doing, helping us get a better understanding of balancing and healing our inner wounds, the masculine and the feminine energy, discovering our true purpose in life, and ultimately just the pursuit of living well. So, so freaking honored that Zach was on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in.